Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Now, I've known Terry Smith with Atlanta Steaks and Seafood way before he was a sponsor of the BS. I play tennis with the guy. And then I see him driving around this truck with all these, this meat in the back. I mean, it's like frozen and all. It's got a special meat truck. So I start buying meat from Terry Smith and Atlanta Steaks and Seafood. This is a long, long time ago. And it is, without a doubt, the best meats that you can get, especially delivered to your doorstep here in Atlanta. That's great. And if you're not in Georgia, don't worry about it. He'll ship it to you. AtlantaSteaksAndSeafood.com. It is the best in the business, right? He is the best in the business. Locally, family-owned and operated right here in Metro Atlanta. Now, listen to this. Spiral ham. How about a free one? Qualified purchases. He's giving you a free spiral ham. Three full boxes. Uh, that's all you got to order. Uh, and Atlanta Steaks and Seafoods will throw in a delicious and flavorful spiralful, uh, spiral ham just for you. Plus, you want 10% off your order of anything else? Well, mention the BS, and he'll give you 10% off. No subscription required. I know a lot of these steak places make you do that. Not Terry Smith. AtlantaSteaksAndSeafood.com. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. You're about to make maybe the biggest decision of your life, and that's buying a house, and you're trying to get a hold of your mortgage person, and they're not picking up the phone. They're not returning your email. Drives me insane. That's why I'm telling you Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage is the guy you need to use if you're about to purchase a house. He's just no bullshit, and he's always there for you. He is a friend of mine, and I've met him through the business. You know, my wife does real estate, right? And she uses him for a lot of her deals, and uh, we started using him personally for our properties and I'm like, I love this guy. I mean, he just gives it to you straight, and he's accessible. I love it. I can call Dave Flashner, and he's going to pick up the phone. He's no nonsense, no surprises. It is what it is. You get what you get, uh, but you're going to know right up front from Dave. 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage. You just never know what's going on upstairs. You feel it, but you don't know how to categorize it, right? You don't know if it's anxiety, depression. You know, you probably maybe going through a relationship issue, got parenting issues, trauma, uh, substance abuse. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And then you say to yourself, well, who do I turn to? I can't go to that person. I don't want to go to that person. I don't trust that person. You know, so go to a professional. Dr. David Markwell He's amazing, and he can talk to you wherever you're at. If you're in Georgia, he's got the three locations, so you can do in person if you want. East Cobb, Marietta, near the square, and McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. But I know we've got a lot of listeners outside the state of Georgia now, and I know some of you have reached out to him and done the teletherapy, which is totally cool. Uh, I think that's really cool, actually. MarkwellTherapy.com. He's got 10 therapists who work with him at Ridgeline Counseling. they got Spanish-speaking counseling services. Uh, they work with the kids, adolescents, adults. They accept insurance, self-pay options. They're just going to make sure you're taken care of, right? Tell them that you heard about them on the BS. Uh, Dr. David Markwell is a great guy. He is really, really good at what he does. Ridgeline Counseling, MarkwellTherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast. That is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. 
Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. This is episode 21 of the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Thanks for being here at the Golden Scissor Studios, where I sit in beautiful Roswell, Georgia. There is Nate in America. Hola. How got, you guys doing? Got a bunch of New Year's rules to do. It's all on social media. You got to eat fish like twice out of the week. Oh, yeah. Can't smoke. Yeah, I don't. Can't get high. Can't drink beer or something. Yeah, not during the week, but we don't drink during the week anyway, so uh, we're just adding things to it. These aren't New Year's resolutions, are they? No, not really. I'm just spending a lot of money on weed, so I'm trying to <laughs> cut that back. It's a budget thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there is Brandon. You you miss coming to the Golden Scissor Studio, don't you? Yeah, it's nice going there. Um it's a hell the of a ride, drive for you. not as bad, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, you'll be back soon. I, I'm out of quarantine in two more days. Um, Sweet. Which, which I, I She's still... like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't figure this whole thing out. Like, my wife and I keep going back. Like, I feel fine. I know I sound a little stuffy today, but I feel fine. I've been, you know, exercising as much as I can in my, um, in my bedroom because I'm only allowed to... I, I can't go anywhere. I'm in my bedroom. I went outside for the first time the other day. That was cool. Um, you know, and then I come down to the Golden Scissors. Like, I actually feel like I can do stuff now, which drives me insane because I've got so much to do. And, or I can always find something to do. Like, or make, my, make myself believe that I'm wanted or important to do something. But I've just been laying in bed, fucking watching, <laughs> you name it, <laughs> I watched it. Um, so, uh, one in particular, which I'll get to in the third segment. So the, from what we're told, it's 10 days quarantine. If you were symptomatic when you tested positive. So it's 10 days from when you tested positive, which would put me on Wednesday as getting out of jail. Um, I was basing it off of when my symptoms started, which you don't really know, right? You know, you kind of mind fuck yourself and say, oh my God, man, I had symptoms a month ago. I shouldn't even be in quarantine. You know, you kind of start lying to yourself. Um, but to be fair, I would say two days prior um, to Christmas. So the Thursday before Christmas, the 23rd is when I started you know, becoming symptomatic uh, to COVID, fatigue, tired. But I had been tired for like two weeks. So I don't know, Nate, you, you've had it before. You tell me. What, what, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. See, I would think you would do 10 days from when you're not experiencing symptoms. But I don't know, because if let's say you're sick for five days, if you just go 10 days from when you test positive, well, did you test on the first day of being sick or the last day of being sick? So it, you could have a really wide range there. So I don't really even know. So you're saying 10 days, like if I'm still stuffy today, I still got another 10 days in me? I mean, just logically, that's what I would think, because you know that's what happens to a lot of people when they, <laughs> they get sick and they, um, they're on antibiotics. They don't finish their antibiotics because you're supposed to continue them. Even if you're not feeling sick, you got to go through the whole rundown of them. Um, and then they stop taking them and then they get sick again. So I like just in my brain, I would think you'd you'd start it for maybe the five days from when you stop having symptoms. 
Well, just the, to be safe. This is what I'm being told. Uh, one of my daughter's friends' mothers works in a COVID lab. That's what she does. And uh, she works directly with the CDC. So uh, actually, she's going to come on uh, the show. So she'll be able to like explain exactly how everything is supposed to run. Where so, was she for the last year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, the whole radio show, she would have been a good guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just got so political. I didn't even, like, I didn't even get you guys to try to, like, we had a doctor on at the very beginning. Because, you know, that's what you do. You know, something like this happens. I just think everything from the very beginning was was a no-win situation. Um, I was angry, you know, from the, the very beginning on how the radio station handled it and how we were off the first day. Like I've in my career, conflicts and tragedy, uh, any type of big, horrible event, radio has got to be there no matter what radio has got to be there through thick and thin through hell and high water. If there is a tornado, you're in the thick of it the next day, the next morning doing a show. You find a way to get to where people need you. That's what happens. If there's a hurricane, you were putting water on a fucking truck and you were jumping over down power lines in order to get people water. That's what radio does. It always has done it, done it and it always should do it. Unfortunately, you have a next generation of lazy fucks in the radio business that are not creative and they don't get it. They don't understand how important an audience is. Um, all they care about is song counts and shit like that. You know, so um, when we were off that first day, that set the precedence for me throughout this whole thing. That's what made me angry. Like it made, that's what made, started to make me angry on how the first day was handled. The truth be told. Yeah. Well, and, and when they wanted, I mean, Brandy and I got furloughed, they wanted to furlough all of us, but you fought to keep us on the air to make sure that we were there for the audience. And cause th yeah. they didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was the, I was the first person in that company to take it up the ladder. You know, I had my agent do this. But I said, you can't take us off the air. Uh, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. I even told him I'd work for free. I said, you cannot, the credibility, when your audience needs you for information, um, you can't take us on there. Now, this is what I didn't see coming, though. I'm treating this like a tragedy where people need us. From the get-go, it became political. And it was like three weeks into the fucking pandemic, people didn't even want to hear it anymore. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen, you know? Yeah. So it was like a no win situation going back to my point is that uh, like we had one doctor on, remember that guy came on. He's like, Oh, drink a bunch of orange juice. This is going to fucking pass. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know? It was like, no doctor was on the same page. And that's when I, I was like, well, we're not going to have any more quote unquote experts on because it's just turning into a political opinion is what it's turning into. Um, there's no right. There's no wrong. There's no, you know, black, there's no white. It's a fucking, it's as gray as gray could be. So, uh, so, and it's still that way, in my opinion, mm -hmm. it's still extremely like when you have COVID, right? I mean, I was nowhere near death or I'm not going to try to chalk it up as, as I was. Um, 
you know, and yes, it was very much like flu-like symptoms. There's no doubt about it. There's a couple things that were not very flu-like. The loss of taste and smell, which mine only lost it for two days. I'm lucky. Uh, the fatigue was like nothing I've ever experienced before. That's, that, that's a fucking kick in the shorts right there. Um, but, you know, and the symptoms, you know, as they say, they one through five, they do this. They six through ten, they go this and this. Uh, and, and everybody is different, you know. I'm sure being vaccinated helped out the cause. You know, I, I want to believe that. Uh, but it's the people that, like, I don't know if it's a tough guy mentality or what, but I've had a field day blocking motherfuckers on social media. <laughs> Just saying some, like, unneeded stupid shit. Like, you've ruined our, our, our social media relationship because of, let me give you an example. What was the guy? What did he say? That he was like, I had that shit too. I was over it in three days. Get some sleep, drink some water, and don't be a sheep. Fuck you. <laughs> Go away. I don't want to hear that. Sh- don't call me a sheep, motherfucker. I'm just, I'm just, I've got thousands of people that follow me on social media. Due to popular belief, a few of them want to know how I'm doing. And they probably want to know where I'm at on this whole COVID thing because I know a lot of people are experiencing right now. That's why you can't buy a fucking at-home COVID test because they're all sold out. You know, you can't buy shit at the store. It's just, it's not happening. Well, and you see a lot of those stories and happens to be a lot of radio personalities that kind of took a stance on it and said it was bullshit. And then I've seen probably 10 stories of them dying from COVID. And that's the other thing is, you know, when you're a talk personality, the thing that you have to do is take a stance on something um, because that's what separates you from someone else. You have to have an opinion. You cannot be vanilla. The problem with this, uh, and it's okay to be polarizing. I mean, people are making a great living right now by being polarizing, using the pandemic as a way to... Uh, catapult their their broadcasting careers and it's every single person that has talked shit about all the science right you know the the person that i think is been the fairest to be honest with you uh is rogan Uh, i think joe rogan has been pretty fucking fair i mean he slants a certain way just because of his hatred for cnn which is fine but he can do that because he's a he's a broadcaster he's a talk personality but he has been very clear he's not anti-vax he's just anti-mandate that's all you know it's pretty much that simple he's not anti-vaccination of pfizer or moderna he's just pointing out that these big farm companies are making a lot of fucking money you know yeah and he's saying that there's probably other solutions to this virus other than what they're providing which i agree with i said that from the very beginning did i not i said watch yeah. it's going to be a fucking grapefruit stem that's going to save the world <laughs> right? well, and, and rogan's big thing is he he's mad that like the cdc or whoever is not promoting just healthy well-being because he's like a lot of a majority of people that are dying are unhealthy so he's he's upset that that isn't the first thing but i guess once once you're unhealthy you can't just fix that really quick so i think that's you know the downside of that opinion the problem with having an opinion like that which i think is as straightforward as you get is you have like the dan bonaginos of the world and these other far-right guys that are just you know dismissing it until they get it and until they die of it, you know, I mean, every single fucking one of them that died of it, that dismissed it on their radio shows, what were their last words? Wish I would have gotten the fucking vaccination, right? You right. know, so my point is, is that you can, this was a weird 
this is a weird topic to have a stance on, right? I've never told somebody to get vaccinated. I wish you would. I believe in it. But I do think it's your right to not get vaccinated. I think it's fairly selfish, but I'm not going to hate you for it. That comment right there is very wishy-washy. It's not black and white, you know. And this is the first time I've seen a topic uh, content that there's no, like, right answer. Because a lot of these people that are saying one thing are regretting it. This goes for the fuckers on the left, too, that were over the top with some of this shit. You know, I mean, you could chalk that up as, you know, better safe than sorry, I guess, right? I kind of subscribe to the better safe than sorry. But, you know, it's like... Enough's enough. You know, I mean, the the lady, I told you a story at the, the bank a couple weeks ago, the lady that yelled at the other lady because she didn't have a mask on. Did I tell you that story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. You know, like, it's, it's like. Do you. <laughs> you do you. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> you know, don't fucking get on this, ladies. You've got a mask on. You're protecting yourself. You know, now you've made it awkward and uncomfortable for everybody else because you think you're a fucking doctor and you know everything. You know, or, 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 or if you really have a problem with it, step out of line. Yeah, it's an inconvenience. But if it's that big of a deal and your health is in that much concern, step out of line or go talk to a manager. But what do you, what do you, are you really that fucking stupid to think that that lady's going to go, oh, thank you so much for calling me out in front of the entire bank. Let me go get a mask. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, have some fucking brains about yourself, people. You know, so I'm going to survive. I'm good. Wednesday's my day. You know, I'm out. So, you know, Brandon, you can come over uh, later in the week or you can take the week off. You can do whatever you want. I had to, you know what I had to do? I, I, I keep meaning to tell you this. Uh, the new office chairs. Yeah, I was just looking at it back there. I still don't see any new ones. Well, you wouldn't if they were here anyway. because oh, you got to put it together. Because you're going to put them together. But uh, they, <laughs> they, they never arrived. They got lost. Amazon lost them. So well, did you go look for them? Like, don't, don't it tell you, like, the tracking? Like, can't you go to the Amazon warehouse? No, they just said they're lost. They said, shit out of luck, dude. Seriously. <laughs> like, I had to call them, and it was from a third party. So it was even more of an ordeal. But, you know, they gave me my money back. So uh, I have to go up and do like they did in the old days, go to the store and buy them. <laughs> Pick them up in a box and put them in your truck. But I got to wait for them to be on sale because when they're not on sale, they're like $150 more a piece. That's crazy. But I'll go Why are out. chairs so expensive? We got You got to have a good chair, man. I, I know. I mean, but there's things you can make that are are good quality, but not like I just don't like chairs are so simple. They're like one of the oldest inventions, I feel like, and they're pretty pricey or they can be. You know, uh, my grandmother always said, you know, you guys know this, spend money on food and spend money on pillows. But she never had an office chair. I think that if she were alive today and she did office work, she'd say spend money on food, spend money on pillows and spend money on office chairs. I am a big believer in spending money on office chairs. Um, Except for everybody else's. Yeah, just your own. <laughs> That's not fair. The ones that I bought, they were more decorative than anything else. I didn't think somebody, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know that Brandon was going to be at my house for six out. excuse me, six hours out of the day, four days out of the week. I thought they were going to be for, like, Nate coming over and, well, I guess doing the show for four hours. <laughs> yeah, or, Sorry, or, I thought yeah, that, but I was there for eight hours. But. <laughs> you know, you're right. That's on me. My fault. I thought they were they were definitely cool looking. They they're cool looking, right? They don't take up much space. They're very space age. They're very today. They're very very cool. They're just not comfortable, 
then I can yeah. appreciate that. So I'm, I'm getting new office chairs. They look like the chair that the lady at Aldi sits in. <laughs> okay, I've never been to Aldi, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, those, those are great. They're um, they're cashiers, but they have a chair, and they can just sit there the whole time where everybody else has to stand. You know, I got I got kind of lucky with this COVID stuff, you know, because I never relax. I never binge watch. Uh, I got to do both of those things, and, you know, we just got the new puppy, Petunia, so I got to spend, you know, quality time with Petunia, and so Toon Toons was keeping me company in the bed, and, you know, I got to, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Build a relationship with her? Yeah, uh, there's another word I'm looking for. What'd you say, Brandon? Bond. Bond, thank you, Bond, James Bond, Bond a James Bond a relationship with my new puppy, you know, so... All I could think of as I was locked in my room, and my wife has, I'm kind of a baby when I'm sick, but I'm not really like sick where I can't function. So I'm really just going stir crazy, you know, and, and I don't want her in the room because I don't want to get her sick, even though when she comes in, she wears a mask. So she's like more or less my warden. She only comes up to bring me food and she comes up with a tray, you know, and she opens it and kind of slides it in. And then she goes, I love you, and closes the door. I got to tell you, she has taken such good care of me. Uh, she has brought me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, I've eaten, like, total and complete shit. I, I, it's not that I'm not hungry. COVID does not make you not hungry. At least to me, it did not make me not hungry. In fact, it made me hungrier. It's almost like I've got the munchies. And I've lost weight by eating shittily and not exercising during COVID, which really, if you're in shape and eat healthy, have a better immune system. It's a really fucked up virus. Or it's not even, yeah, it's a virus. It's a virus. It is a virus. That's what it is. It's a virus. That's why, like, uh, the Z-Packs don't work on it. So anybody that's trying to take a Z-Pack, because it's not bacterial, right? It's not a bacterial infection. That the, yeah. those, those antibiotics only work on bacterial infections. Um, so, like, when you're spitting out your goobers... They're brown, COVID brown. They're not green. If they were green, you'd have a bacterial. What are you laughing at, Brian? Yeah. I know what I'm talking COVID about. Brown. Yeah, and I'm just saying COVID brown. I was just thinking of going to a car dealership. Can I get COVID brown? <laughs> you know what I'm talking. You know what the color is, Nate? Right? Yeah, because it doesn't change. Like uh, like you were saying, like that's how you know when it goes from like clear to green. Yeah. So yeah, you don't have that change. It's like a camel, you know, a, ca a light khaki. <laughs> that kind of brown. So COVID khaki. So, you know, I'm, I'm binge watching all these shows. Like one in particular that uh, we've got to talk about here in the third segment is like literally the best television show I've ever seen in my entire life of America. The writing is amazing. The character development and building uh, is absolutely amazing. The acting is, I mean, I am so in love with the show. It's ridiculous. And I'm late to the ball on it. Anyway, it all led up until yesterday. I was like, I can't go anywhere. I've got COVID. It's the last Sunday of fantasy football. This is like the best COVID day ever, right? Like I couldn't go somewhere if I wanted to. So I'm stuck in bed with Toon Tunes and King Henry feeding my face on shitty food. I'm still dipping, right? Now I can taste it. This is fantastic. I got a, I got a, a, a a menthol thing going in the room. I got vapes going in the air and I'm watching football. I got three fantasy leagues going two of them. I'm going for the championship and one of them. I'm going for third place, all money involved. Right. 
Uh, I come in first in my friend league, which is the big money one, right? I come in second in the other league. I am in with Bogus. It's not much money in that. We're like a hundred dollar buy in. And then there was some other one who was a hundred dollar buy, and I came in third place. That dude, I don't even know the guy. He emails me and goes, "Jason, uh, thanks for playing. Congratulations to making it to the uh, third place round league or playoff or bracket." He's like, I'm not showing any sign that you paid. You're not the only one. So you're guaranteed money. You're either going to win $120 or $180. So I'm just going to go ahead and take that money out of it, if that's okay. He's not really asking me. Look, I always pay. I don't owe anyone anything. That sounds like some bullshit to me. He's like, if you can find records that you paid me, I'm like, motherfucker, this is sneaky. You know, so I was like, well, how would I have paid you? He goes, well, either PayPal, Venmo, or Zelle. I was like, all right. So I went through, couldn't find any record of it. I'm like, shit. It's like, there's no way that happened. I know I paid this dude. So I'm a, I am came in third place. So I'll get 80 bucks from him. So whatever. But it was 100. Oh, that's after he takes the 100 out? Yeah. He'll take, okay. he'll take the $100 fee because he's got to pay out that that's the other thing so i got a huge problem with this my friend league we do it right it's still very much old school like there's not a lot of bells and whistles but there's 10 teams two divisions five teams in each division whoever has the best record first and second first and second place go on to the playoffs there's a semifinal, then there's a finals that's it first second third fourth everybody else your shit out of luck do better next year right? First place plays, pays, second place pays, third place pays. That's it. That's how it should be. These other leagues, like the Boggess's leagues, and, and, and for those that don't know, Boggess is a guy that did our fantasy football when we were on the radio station. Um, like, he's got a website and stuff. So, he, like, they pay out, like, the seventh place. It's, it's, I, it's the it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever like, and these people still get to pick up players, um, even if they're going for seventh place. Like, oh my god, I'm going for seventh place. There's a good chance I'm going to win thirty eight dollars and fifty cents. What the fuck, man? Why are you awarding somebody for coming in seventh place? Like, I would rather have no money than some money in this situation. Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys do it right. Top three. That's how it normally. I've never even seen that more than three places. That's ridiculous. Well, that's what's it, the gold, silver, bronze. I mean, that's yeah, that, that's, exactly. that's the fucking the Olympics. That's the blueprint. That's how it works. You're not paying people out for fucking seven. You shouldn't have a game where it's like, oh, it's a big game. This final week of fantasy football, six and seventh place are going at it for seventh place. <laughs> That's, that's that's like a, that's the participation trophy, right? That's that's what it is. That's awarding failure, and that's one of the biggest problems that we have in this country is we reward failure because for some reason, and I don't know when this happened, but failure became a bad thing. Like you can't do it, you can't achieve failure ever. Failure is one of the best things a person can achieve. They sh- everybody should achieve more failure than success. That's how that works. It's how you handle the failure is the person that uh, what makes you the person you are. You know, but we don't allow people to fail anymore. That's the pro- that's a huge problem, would you not agree? 
Yeah, with the fantasy football, I could understand if there was like a hundred teams in it, but when you got ten people and you're paying out seven of them, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Oh, there's only ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, think think about this. Okay, if we're because we're, we're, we're uh, I got here from fantasy football. You know, you guys, you've played DraftKings before, right? Uh, I have not. Okay, Brandon, have you ever played DraftKings? No. Or FanDuel? Okay. So you, you you can go on and win money and finish in 1,800th place and win like $5 or something like that. You know, you've got 80,000 people that are in this one tournament that you paid $3 to get in and you come in, you know, 1,854th place and you get paid out $2.75. And that's how they get you in the, in the, it's not gambling, but you know what I mean? That's the mentality is like, okay, well, it's not bad. I, I didn't lose. You know, that's the mind fuck when that's how they play people. Well, you know, I, how much did you win this week? Dude, I won $48. How much were you in for? Uh, 5,000. You know, so, you know, but that's a gambler's mentality. Everybody's yeah. got the gambler in them, but they're rewarding failure. Like if you don't finish first place, you lose, you know, not to say that they shouldn't because that's their business model for as many people as they have. I get it. You know, that's the right thing to do. That's their business model. Obviously, it's successful and they don't need me telling them what to do. But my point is is that, you know, it's the old participation trophy. I know it's very cliche, but when everybody gets a fucking ribbon and everybody gets a payday when you didn't win, that's bullshit. You're either one or you're nothing. And that's, that's, that's what should continue to be taught to everybody. You know, but on top of that, and this is where it gets twisted, is that people think that if you don't win that you're a failure and you'll go into a deep, de uh, dark depression and you'll have mental health issues the rest of your life. Failure makes you a superhero. Failure makes you strong as fuck. But you have to have somebody at a young age teach you. You know, you have to have a mentor. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a mentor. I learned failure on my own and I learned how to handle it. But I'm a different case. You know, but that's the thing is even as an adult, if you don't know how to handle failure, somebody needs to pull you aside, your friend, your mom, your brother, your sister, whoever, and say, hey, look, it's OK. You know that now here's where the cliche of at least you tried comes in. Trying is everything. Did you, though? hundred percent. You got to try a hundred percent. You know, a lot of people say they try, but they don't try. Right. So you can fail as long as you succeeded at trying. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will in, in the fantasy football, I think it's more it's a it's an incentive rather than a fit like rewarding failure because it's the same thing with the lottery. If you win the lottery, you're not upset about everybody that won five dollars or a dollar here and there on the on their tickets where they got one ball right. It's just to get people to play and continue to play. It's not just that. Right. Well, that's I know. I've had a lot of time to think in the last <laughs> week here, so I, I got I got I got a little deep on the fantasy yeah. football, everybody. But I, I saw when the guy emailed me, he was like, "Yeah, you know, third and fourth place, one hundred eighty dollars, and then it's one hundred and twenty dollars." I was like, why would fourth place get $120? That money could go to me. You know, that guy shouldn't get $120. Fourth place. Who the fuck brags about fourth place? Is this guy going to go even coming in third place? 
you know, I was just using it as a point of reference for my three leagues. When I talk about my fantasy football accolades for 2021 into 2022, I'm not going to mention the second place and the third place. I'm going to mention the first place. That's two years in a row I've come in first place. That's what I'm going to mention. That's what I'm going to brag about. I'm not going to brag about, man, fucking came in third place, got 180 bucks. You know, (laughs) who does that? (laughs) Nobody does that. You know, now maybe in the Olympics, if you get a bronze medal for your country, that's something that, you know, you got a bronze medal. You came in third place. You competed to the best of your ability and still contributed points to the overall total for your country. Eh, I'll give you that, too. You know? Yeah. So. But some people are just doing it for fun. Not ever. I know you think that everything is about being number one and winning, but sometimes it's just just the love of the game and having a good time and having fun. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then everybody, then, then there shouldn't be any money involved, right? Because you don't, you don't want to re- you don't want a reward if you're not competing. Competition has has a reward. Yeah, but if you're just if you're just playing for the accolades, then you shouldn't care who gets money because you're just concerned about winning. So who cares about the money because you got number one and you can brag about that? I never said that. I I'm I'm playing for both. I'm playing for <laughs> I'm playing for bragging rights and I'm playing for the money. This money is going to get me through 2022. I. Just, you all know I am no longer currently employed by that media company. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're going to have to start getting into some fantasy soccer, some fantasy baseball, maybe. Fantasy pickleball is my next uh, sport to overcome. There you, there you go. <laughs> You're round. <laughs> fantasy pickleball. So, I don't know. I was just I'm like sitting in bed. I was like, you know, I haven't felt anger in a couple days. And I was like, you know, what can I get? What can I... <laughs> What can I think of? What can I think of to make me angry? And I just read the like the next thing I read this email and I'm going, what the fuck? Fourth place gets one hundred and twenty dollars. Why? I'm like, oh, I'll get angry at that. My wife comes upstairs. She's like, what are you yelling at? Who are you talking to me about what? She's on the other side of the door. This motherfucker in fourth place is going to get one hundred and twenty dollars. It could be me. I don't want it. She's like, are you OK? <laughs> Do you need a nap? <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, you got a Mexico moment? Uh, I sure do. Right. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, Nate. So this weekend, um, as you know, it was New Year's, New Year's Eve. And so we... Um, there's a lot of parties going on and stuff, and we, we didn't really want to do that because everything, dinners are overpriced, the party, the tickets to get in and every drinks are super expensive. So we did a, just a little get together at our friend's place and um, just went over to your apartment. We all made food and drank and everything. So we went over there and uh, me and my wife and Tiger and we're hanging around and we're just listening to music. And then when it starts to get a little bit closer to new, when the ball drops or New Year's Eve or midnight, um, we, uh, we turn on the TV. And so the, the girl's house that we were at was from Holland, but her boyfriend and all his family were there and they're all locals and Mexicans. So I was curious what we're going to be watching. And first we turn on, uh, the BBC and they had this like fantastic display of, of drones and probably like 300, I don't even know how many they were. It looked like 300 drones in the sky and they're forming all these pictures and it looked like fireworks that were like controlled by robots, which they basically were. Uh, and it was just amazing. The ball dropped. They're showing Big Ben and it was just this amazing performance. 
And then we, and then they flipped over to uh, Times Square, and I just thought that was interesting because I figured that they would be watching, um, you know, something from I don't know Mexico City or something. But so they flip over that, and it's like Ryan Seacrest having a twerk off competition with some <laughs> fucking idiots with Planet Fitness head or like hats on, and it's just like I'm like, is this what we have? Like this is what our display to the world. Everybody tunes in to watch this. And I mean, it was so much better with the BBC. I was just kind of embarrassed of it, and. So then the ball's dropping and they're playing America the Beautiful. And it just felt super weird to sit around in Mexico with a bunch of Mexicans singing America the Beautiful. Um, so it was pretty awkward. Uh, Very yeah, awkward. So yeah, I, 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 I watched a little bit on New Year's before I COVID passed out uh, because I've learned that Honey Jack and Nighttime Mucinex are amazing together. <laughs> the best, if you want to take a nap, Oh my God, Honey Jack and Nighttime Mucinex. That's the deal. And I was watching some of the, uh, the Dick Clark's, you know, Seacrest does it and, and the journey without Steve Perry and some lady that was extremely, who's the really flamboyant black guy that hosts, he's like on every event show. He's, you know what I'm talking about? He was on the New Year's. Singing and dancing, and I don't know who he is. It's not Wayne Brady, right? No, 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 no. This guy's gay. Like, way gay. Oh. Like, Hmm. hello, 2022. Was it it RuPaul? No, not RuPaul. Not RuPaul. Younger than RuPaul, but not much. And they're they're, they're like a singer. I think they sing. I don't know what they do. I see him everywhere. Billy something? Uh, I'm looking up. I'm looking up gay guys. Billy Porter? Billy Porter. Okay, yeah, let me see. I don't, don't know, who know who the fuck is. Billy Porter is, but he's always hosting something when I turn on some event show. He's like, hello, welcome. He's very energetic. A um, little too much for me, but uh, he was singing and dancing, and he's like the go-to for network television, but I don't know what he does. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, like why is he hired for everything? Is it just yeah, it looks like, like he's, he- like, really gay? It looks like he uh, became famous. Uh, he's a Broadway performer. He won the Tony Award. Um, he was in the mu- or he was in the movie Cinderella, American Horror Story. He was in that TV show. Okay, so he's an uh, actor. I did not know that. That makes sense. Yeah, he's a celebrity. I, I didn't either. Okay. Yeah, so, and I'm assuming you know if he's in Broadway, he's in New York a lot. So they probably had him there for that reason. Happy New Year! The ball's <laughs> about to drop. <laughs> I like balls. You know, a bunch of ball jokes. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. I like Anderson Cooper. Not a big Andy Cohen fan, but Andy Cohen. You know they get like really fucking drunk on these, like very unprofessional. Like, <laughs> like you know, I guess you don't care, but you know that's a big job to sit there and millions of people are watching you and you're getting shit faced. You know, I just it's, I think it's a bad look. So. You know, when he and Anderson Cooper are buddies, they're not lovers, but they're they're bestest of buddies. Right. And um, Anderson Cooper, when they introduced Journey, said, it's not Journey. And Anderson Cooper said, it's Journey. He goes, no, it's not Journey. Journey's with Steve Perry. 
this is not Journey. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, that's awesome. I go, I agree. <laughs> that's badass. You just said that on fucking national television while drunk. <laughs> Guess who's not coming back next year? <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think hired them? The company you're working for. That's great. All right. Well, you had a good uh, New Year then? Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was funny. There's a little, uh, one of our buddies brought his son and he's like four and he, it's, it's hard to, you're learning to speak a language and there's like four year olds that are better than you. Like he was sitting next to my wife and she couldn't really have a conversation with him, even though he's four, he, he speaks better Spanish than we do. And so he said something to Alexis in Spanish and she's like, I turns to our friend. He's like, I don't know what he said. And he, she, uh, he goes, Oh, he was asking you if this plant over here is carnivorous. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> Cause I guess he's into Venus fly traps. I'm like, Oh, of course a four year old would be asking us that. That's fucking funny. Uh, Brandon, how was your new year's? What did you do? It was pretty good. I went over to my buddy's house, and we just uh, watched just say, some football games. Just say Def August. You went over to Def August. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. started the night Everybody day. knows Def August. You can say, you don't say your buddy, your, your lover. You're, you're to Anderson Cooper as Def August is to Annie Cohen. I yep. get it. Yeah, we just uh, we watched the football games all day. Very excited with the outturn. And you uh, straddled your friend and watched your he watched your balls <laughs> drop. <laughs> Count them down, August. We go, we go, we go, mouth, mouth, mouth. We go, we go, we go, mouth, mouth, mouth. Well, I was in bed uh, and asleep by eleven o'clock. I was out. I was so out that my wife came in and took a picture, and I didn't hear her come in. Me and Tune Tunes, we were out. Uh, all right, big thanks. Oh. Yep, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's another thing I, did, I totally forgot. Uh, a tradition, never heard of it. Maybe you guys have. Uh, the last 12 seconds before new, uh, twelve or midnight, you eat 12 grapes, and you eat one per second, and you're supposed to make a wish for every grape. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Never heard that either. So there was all these wine glasses with 12 grapes, and 12 seconds before midnight, everybody's just scarfing fucking grapes in their mouth and trying to talk and uh, make uh, wishes at the same time. I looked it up. I guess it's a thing that maybe started in Spain and uh, Mexico does it also, but never heard that before. I'm assuming for good luck. Yeah. I, yeah. Just eat. It's one grape for each month of the, the following year. And then you make a wish for each grape. Um, so for the 12 months. Dude, that's speed wishing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, I'll have to send you. I'll, I'll send you the video. It was hard. Twelve grapes, twelve seconds, right before the new year. Twelve wishes, and you're supposed to count down from ten, and then mm -hmm. you're supposed to kiss somebody. That's a yeah. lot. So we all look like chipmunks because you have like a bunch of grapes in your mouth trying to kiss your uh, your wife or your husband. Yeah, that's that's. I've never heard that. That's. Uh, I know about the pots and pans. You know about the pots and pans, right? Nobody does that anymore, but no, I don't think so. <clears throat> when as a kid, um, my I would usually fall asleep. I was born with sleep deprivation. It runs in my family. But, you know, she'd wake me up and she'd give me a cast iron pan and a wooden spoon and you go outside and you clang it. and da, 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 Happy New Year. Clang, 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 clang. No idea why, but that's what we did. Um, <laughs> no fireworks, just pots and pans, clanging them outside. <laughs> Don't know the history behind that one. Just know that I did it. Might be your family only. <laughs> no, it's a thing. I, I know it's a thing. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing 50 years prior, they used to go outside and shoot uh, six shooters up in the air too, but uh, I, I think it's probably an outdated tradition like the six shooters. Uh, big <laughs> thanks to our sponsor for Nate's Mexico Moment, which would be Furry Family Comfort Care. 
Uh, so this is one of our newest sponsors on the show. And Stephanie Perez is a fantastic person. She's a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats with over 20 years experience, mobile and virtual. I wish that I knew Stephanie when Allie got cancer because that's what she does. She, um, she, it's, it's hospice for animals. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so problem solving, getting your pet to take medication, mobility issues, senior and disabled dogs and cats, uh, is my pet having the best life possible advice on dietary issues, personal nurse for your fur baby that can be collaborative with your vet to ensure the best care for your pet cold. She offers cold laser therapy, which I actually have done on my back before. Um, that's in the Atlanta area. So if you are in the Atlanta area, you want to help ease the aches and pains and, you know, helping your pet calm down, settle down. Uh, Also, grief support, hospice consultations. It's Furry Family Comfort Care. So furryfamilycc.com is the website. And if you live out of state, you're not in Atlanta, that you're thinking right now, you're like, yeah, you know, we're a listener in California or whatever the case may be. She can do these virtual uh, sessions with you to help you out with your pet. So reach out to furryfamilycc.com. Isn't that cool? Like really, yeah. really cool. Such a, a good service to have. I mean, yeah, I, we lost Farrell kind of suddenly, but even that, like, I didn't know what to like, what do you do if you never lost a pet before or are losing one? I mean, what a great service to have somebody with like all the answers. Yeah. I, I, I never knew this. The first, like when Stephanie and I first started talking and she reached out and she was like, you know, I want to be a part of the show. Um, I was like, well, tell me about your business. You know, like, well, let's make sure this work, you know, this is going to make sense for your business to be on this show. And, you know, we have a lot of guys that listen. And most of the time, historically, is women are dealing with the veterinarian and a lot of times dealing with the pets. And I told her, I said, I don't know if that's the case. I said, you look at two guys like me and Nate, right? I mean, like, we cried publicly when we lost our animals. And I got no problem with that. And if anybody else has got a problem with it, I have no problem whipping your ass. You know, so guys, you know, I mean, we love our pets just as much. I think that's an outdated practice. You know, the whole, I'm a tough guy. I I don't care about my pet. I don't care if dog take dog around the barn. That's outdated. Yeah. So furryfamilycc.com. Pretty cool. Lane and Alicia. Those uh, two interesting people uh, went on their big date on Saturday to the WWE event. Here's the big payoff, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the last two conversations have led to, this next conversation. How did Lane play it? Is Alicia still alive? If she is still alive, did she have a good time? Or is she pressing charges? There are a lot of questions that need to be answered on this first blind date that they went on, and we'll talk to them here next. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Now, I know not every single one of you is a, is a big fan of firearms. Me, personally, I've got numerous firearms. I, I, I like going out. I like shooting. I like it for home protection. But, you know, I'm not stupid with my firearms. A lot of people out there have some bad information and do stupid things with, uh, with the guns. Uh, FlyingMonkeyFirearms.com, proud sponsor of the BS. And there's a core group of military and law enforcement veterans that came together uh, to form FlyingMonkeyFirearms.com. They're located 
at uh, 382 Swanson Drive in Lawrenceville, Georgia. But you can go on their website if you're not in Georgia. You listen, uh, you're not a state, flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. You can actually request a design. They do custom firearms. So, like, for the holidays, you're, you're looking for, you know, that, that, that gift, that prize for somebody that's hard to shop for. How cool is that? Plus, they do laser engraving with your firearm, on your firearm. Get 10% off that if you mention the BS when you go to flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. They also want to stress, you know, how important it is for gun safety and a lot of bad information out there. They just want to set the record straight. So talk to them when you, when you go there or give them a call. Uh, and also thank them for their service, flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. If you were to ask me before I started doing the BS, uh, if you had an issue, like you needed to clear some land, like you, maybe you're building a house. I got friends that are building cabins up in North Georgia. They just bought a bunch of land and then they find a, a builder to put it like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But then I start doing the BS and all these great sponsors start reaching out with jobs that I'm like, oh, I might need you. Or I know somebody that needs you. Let me give you an example of that. JHM Land Solutions, LLC. Charles Fountain, that's what he does. Uh, they, you know, they, they grade, they mulch, they do tree work, and they clear the land. They do it all. Uh, so landowners, homeowners, businesses wanting to... You know, turn your property into some usable usable space. They'll do it anytime. If you're in Georgia, Alabama, and or Tennessee, uh, big or small, doesn't matter the project, JHM Land Solutions will take good care of you. It's solutions for your outdoor space. Plus, Charles is such a great guy. 770-274-9120. 770-274-9120. You're going to love this. Technology working for you. What? Yeah. Virtual bookkeeping. Orton Financial. This is good stuff. Uh, Eric reached out to me. He's like, I think the two percenters are going to love this. I love it. It's new to me. I didn't know you could do virtual bookkeeping. You know, your accountant, just talk to them through your computer box. Contractors, consultants, 1099ers, side hustlers, freelancers, and the self-employed. Virtual bookkeeping, tax prep, and advisory services for contractors, consultants, 1099ers, like I said, freelancers, self-employed. Now, before April 15th, 2022, sooner the better, you want to go to ordenfinancial.com slash Bailey. They've got a whole site set up just for us, ordenfinancial.com slash Bailey. Being self-employed, and I know this for a fact now, brings all these unexpected challenges. You got to make sure your part's easy, and you do that by letting the pros at Orton Financial take the heavy load, right? Yeah. Uh, the taxes part, uh, they're going to make it suck a lot, lot less. So get year-round tax help, recommended tax saving strategies from IRS enrolled agents, QuickBooks, Pro Advisors, and Gusto People Advisors, OrdenFinancial.com slash Bailey. And back to you, Jason. This is what's called the big payoff. After all this time, our two percenter lane, desperate for a date to go to WWE this past Saturday in Atlanta for the big pay-per-view. Was it day one? The first time they've ever done a pay-per-view on New Year's or whatever. And uh, he won them when we were at the radio station with an amazingly creative bit that I created. And uh, <laughs> douche, right? And so he finally gets his tickets. And the chick that we set him up with on the radio station way back in the day, day, she ghosts him. She bails. So he's got to find a new one. So he goes to I'mDesperate.com, which is a dating app. 
<laughs> then it goes to, uh, which I didn't know existed, Facebook uh, dating. I, I guess if you say you're single or complicated or whatever, you get this option. You don't even have to have that. Don't even have to have it. All right. Anybody uh, can do it. Okay. Well, Lane says you don't have to have it. It just goes, I've never seen it, so I guess it just... It uh, goes after desperate IP addresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to make a separate profile. Because, <laughs> Nate, you've never seen this thing, have you? Oh, never. Never. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, and Brandon is as desperate as it can fucking get. <laughs> you've never seen this thing, right? No, I mean, I saw a little thing. Of, like I thought it was just, uh, I didn't think it was like an actual dating app. Actually, it's a heart. Actually, you got to click heart. Actually, I think Lane just made this shit up. He like stalked Alicia. <laughs> Making up some fucking weird dating app for Facebook. Alicia, uh, poor, poor thing, falls for it. <laughs> All right. No, I've got one stalking me that was. She stopped, but I had one stalking me from it. Kind of creepy. All right. Well, don't say that out loud because Alicia's on and she doesn't want to know that shit. All right. Um, so, Alicia, how are you? I'm good. You look great. Good. We had a we had a great time last night. It was really fun. All right, so let's talk about the uh, the big date. This was the first time that you guys had uh, seen each other, like in real life. You guys have been talking, <laughs> and the really really first time you guys talked to each other, it was on this show by doing this you know this Zoom thing. So uh, so Alicia, walk me through how the night started. Okay, you both are going to WWE. You're both going to wrestling. You kind of like it. He's a diehard fan. Um, and so, uh, so, so did you meet him there? Did you drive to his house? Did he come pick you up? Did he send a car? What happened? No, so we decided to meet at a Mexican restaurant, and it was closed. So we picked another Mexican restaurant, and it was closed. And so... We were kind of driving around Ackworth for a little while looking for somewhere open. Um, I parked the car and we, we uh, I got in the car with him and we found the, what was it called? Ackworth Brewery or Kennesaw Red Top, Brewery? Red Top Brewery. Red Top Brewery, yes. So that's where we wound up. And Nate, I'm, I'm assuming, even though you're in Mexico, uh, from your Atlanta days, it's been that long, you know about Red Top Brewing, do you? I do. They have great food and they have like these taps in the wall where you can, you have a little card and you can just pour your own beer from different uh, breweries. Yes, Pretty that cool. was a lot of work. Would you, <laughs> w- would you, Nate, if you were on a first date with a girl, have her meet you there? Me personally, I probably would. Oh, you would. Brand- Brandon, yeah. are you familiar with, well, that's a dumb question. <laughs> Brandon, I'm not. Brandon, Brandon meets first dates in the middle of the woods. <laughs> meet, meet me 40 miles in the middle of the national fucking forest. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to get out, but we'll be with each other. Uh, all right. So you meet him at the brewery, Alicia. What do you think? Um, he was nice. You know, he's a gentleman and. I, at that point, I was just kind of excited to find a restaurant that was open because I thought we were going to, like, drive around all night. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, so. what, what, what made you say he was a gentleman? Well, he opened the door for me. Nice job. You no, know, and, yeah, and greeted me politely, and they gave me, a, I think, maybe a side hug, you know, just pleasant and sweet. And, hey, how are you? Would, would, do you like the side hugs? I think they're kind of stupid. <laughs> 
I mean, if you first meet somebody, right? You got to kind of go all in because that, you know, it's called the junk bump. You know, for the guy, he gets to feel your breasts. And for the woman, you get to feel his ding dong. And if the guy's erect when you're hugging, then you got to go because he's way too excited, right? And then, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's the junk bump. It, it, I, I learned it back in the day day in clubs when a woman was a, you know about the junk bump, right? When women are attracted to you, you know, in a, in a crowded club, they'll come up. They always grab your arm because they want to see if you got any muscles. And then they <laughs> then they'll they'll scoot their ass up into your ding dong to see, you know, what, what's what you're working with. Um, that's why I always went out with socks downstairs, you know, <laughs> women loved me, you know, so you know, the junk bump, right? Nate, that's a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then I think, um, what was it? John Taffer invented something for the bars to make that junk bump happen. There's like, he puts like out onto yes. the dance floor, that, that little kind of mini walkway. So you have to junk bump. Yes. I saw that episode. It was, I know exactly. I think it was uh, a bar in Atlanta. Actually. I, I, I know exactly what episode you're talking about. That's fucking crazy. You said that. Right. <laughs> All right. So Lane, um, that's Alicia. Uh, what she's thinking. Very, very positive mindset. You had a game plan, right, going into this. So far at the beginning of this date, and we haven't even gotten to the wrestling event, is everything working out? No, it's not. No, there's 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 one black cloud after another that goes through the whole night. But but I've got that this this uh you know philosophy since I got fired in this ninety ten, you know, ninety percent circumstance, ten percent how you react to it. So, you know, just um didn't let it get the best of me. Probably a couple of years ago, I probably would have lost my temper at some point during that would have been great. During the, <laughs> the first time. during the night when we when we get to the show and and the guy sitting on the other side of her, we'll get there. But but uh, but no, I'm I'm um I'm thinking the whole time like you know like things happen for a reason. This was going to work out one way or another. How are how are the how are, that, how are the how are the how are the premium seats? Were they really premium? They yeah. were, they, they were premium. They were, we were literally right there behind uh commentators almost. Wow. Really? So those I are, even, wow. Those I, are good. I, I even told them, I said where we're sitting is where a typical spear through a barricade would occur. Yeah. But we were on the opposite side. Sure enough, there was a spear, uh, Bobby Lashley speared Lesnar through the barricade, but on the opposite corner, but, uh, wow. we we're right there when somebody went to a table and yeah. So they, they put you on. So usually like the seats that I'll get, will not be uh, camera front because they don't want me on TV. But, and usually the radio seats are not camera front. So your back will be towards the big steady cam. You actually, they put you in primo seats, the WWE, right. uh, to get on camera. Were you where, uh, I saw at the end when Brock uh, Lesnar won, he came out and broke character with a fan in the, in the crowd. It's, uh, I guess, a guy that lives here is a musician. Um, I don't know if he knew him or not, but I thought it was pretty cool. Were you anywhere around that? No, I don't think so. No. I don't remember. It's, it's different being in person because you don't hear the commentators. You can only see right. there's certain things. Like I couldn't see some of their entrance, you know, until they got closer to the ring. Is there anything, um, Alicia, that I'm missing? You, you know, he's totally fucked up this meeting situation. So <laughs> Yeah, Google didn't tell me these places were closed. So Well, well you know, call ahead. You know, have some fucking brains about you. you know? So make a reservation or something. So all these places are closed. Are you second guessing this, Alicia? Going, this guy can't even fucking book a reservation. I am sure the hell ain't going downtown Atlanta with him. 
No, I was just kind of going with the flow. I thought, well, you know, eventually we're going to find somewhere to eat, so it'll be okay. It was, it was quick. It was quick. Uh, let, let me let me defer to <laughs> Casanova himself, Brandon. Uh, is he doing this all correct, Brandon? And this is how you treat a lady, right? I mean, it sounds good to me. I mean, you can't. You wouldn't think the Mexican restaurants would be closed on New Year's. I mean, it is a new year for them, but they're always open on holidays. Uh, uh, and, and there was other people showing up like, what the hell? So, oh, yeah. See, no one knew. I, I know I can always <laughs> go to you for some good racist commentary. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> they're always open, though. I never see them closed. Nate, were all the restaurants in Mexico open? <laughs> they actually weren't. I didn't realize, like, New Year's weekend is like everything it's like uh it's a holiday everything was closed so uh i guess that's maybe why (laughs) oh okay well there you go so uh you guys have a nice dinner at the brewery now the event starts at what doors are like what 7 7 30 correct yep 7 30 yep what time we got got down there about 8 15 we got down in the middle of the usos first match okay so you get now you're late to the big events um, Alicia, are you, well, are you like, you know, me, I'd have a problem with that. Cause I want to be there from the very beginning. Well, first at the restaurant, they, they totally messed up my order, my food order. So this is, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. So they put chicken on my tacos. So we had to send the food back. And then we were having kind of a hard time figuring out how to order the drinks and the food. And I mean, it, <laughs> It was good. The food was good after we finally got it, but we should just yeah, back finally up got the correct mushroom tacos that was just <laughs> mushrooms. That's, that's, that's like the, the protein selected was balsamic mushrooms, and what they did was they gave her chicken tacos with the pico de gallo <laughs> and the mushrooms. I took it back, and I'm like, no. I'm like, you even see right here, it says just mushrooms. So then they they said, okay, just mushrooms. So they brought the plate back with just mushrooms on the tortillas. <laughs> Uh, that sounds dirty. Chicken. I ordered chicken tacos. So you complain? Who complained? Alicia, did you say I can't eat this, or did Lane? You pick this up and go. This is not what you order. I gotta handle some business. <laughs> I just said, oh, I'm so sorry, but this has chicken on it. And he's like, okay, well, I'll take care of it. I'll take it back to the window. So nicely done. Because you got to do all the work there. So I took. I I, I went up there. I left her. And I went and handled it. Let me tell you a quick story. So that's like a total, total turn on when you do that and stick up for a girl right out of the gates. Because it shows you're not, you know, you're not trying to put on an act. You're not afraid, right? Um, My first wife, our first date was a lunch at a Chinese buffet with her ex-deceased fiance's brother. Okay. Okay. And he uh, had some medical conditions and he had like these internal medical conditions, more or less, where he couldn't have anything spicy. So when he asked for duck sauce and made it very clear to not make it some spicy sauce and they brought over the wrong sauce, he gets it, he starts sweating, starts freaking out. I'm like, this is my move. This is this is what I'm good at having a fucking problem with managers and dealing with shit. So I go up to Mr. Chinese manager guy and I say, this is bullshit. We're out of here. Blah, blah, blah. We ain't paying for shit, you know, and uh, you almost killed the kid. And I'm sticking up for my date, soon to be wife's, which we didn't know at that time. 
ex-deceased fiance's brother. I mean, how weird is that to have, be at a lunch? Like, <laughs> and I'm sticking up for the guy. And so the guy wants to fight me. The manager at the restaurant wants to fight me because I'm not paying. He's threatening to call. It was this whole ordeal. But afterwards, she says, thank you so much for doing that. It says a lot about you. Right. That, Alicia, I got to tell you, <laughs> I probably made you want to skip the wrestling event and go straight to a, a La Quinta, I bet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely nice. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, so you, you know, he was being thoughtful about my food, you know? So you get, so you get to the events, everything mm -hmm. is kind of, it's so bad. It's funny so far, right? Cause it's not, <laughs> it's not perfect. And Alicia, you sound like you have a great sense of humor. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess Lane, you're sweating bullets right now in the back of your head. You're going, God, I fucked no. this up already. No, no. I just knew I was like, no, cause no. Cause she was so cool about it. Like I was, I had an ultimate like comfort. So there wasn't a, like I said, I, I just controlled my reaction to stuff. I did it, in a, you know, I was assertive, but, you know, still polite and mm. partial asshole, but sweet, right. you know. <laughs> Nate, Nate, so far on a scale of one to ten, with ten knocking it out of the park, uh, where where would you say this date is? And we haven't even gotten to the wrestling event. We haven't gotten to Uber yet, either. Oh, shit. We haven't even gotten to the Uber yet. <laughs> well, uh, I mean... Other than the the couple closed restaurants, I mean, it was no Chinese food buffet for your first date. So, I mean, it, it seems like it was going pretty well up until then. But yeah, uh, ordering ordering vegetarian tacos that I can see how that could get screwed up. You don't usually get tacos with no meat. I'm, I'm asking you more to gut judge Lane and how he's putting this whole thing together. Hey, I mean, sometimes I, I'm the kind of the fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. So I think, yeah, you just drive to the restaurant. Why the fuck would it be closed? You know, go to the next one. Seems like you're just rolling with the punches. So I think you're doing a good job and you're not getting upset over things that are out of your control. I, I could see the look in Brandon's eyes right now. He's like, Bailey, what the fuck are you talking about? This is like, he took her to a nice joint, man. This is like the best date ever. <laughs> That's a great night so far. I wish I would have went. <laughs> hey, you had your chance, man. I told you you were my you were my safety net. If I couldn't find a date, I was willing to take you. You got long hair. I mean, <laughs> look good from the back. Hey, I would have I would have banged you there, lying. I would have taken. I'm going down on you, buddy. I'd give you for old chicken tacos. I'll do anything. Okay, so the Uber. What happened with the Uber? Well, I selected a comfort ride so I could select the, you know, I could tell the driver to be quiet. There's an option. I've never done Uber. So this was also my first experience with that. So comfort level driver, I chose quiet, please. And, you know, cool temperature. I don't want to be freezing, but I'm, I'm easy to sweat. So, you know, I don't want to be hot either. So we get in, she's masked up, not looking straight ahead. I don't even know if she uttered a word other than that she was the driver. Mm -hmm. She had her, she had some good R and B playing up front, but not too loud to where we could still communicate. So we got, we got to communicate and have a good conversation on the way down there. And so things were getting better. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so things are good. Uh, you're on your way down to the, to the arena to watch wrestling. You're running a little late. Alicia, do you feel rushed or do you feel everything is very cool right now? Very calm. I was kind of, calm by by the point that we got in the uber i was feeling a little rushed at the restaurant like oh my gosh we're we gonna find somewhere to eat like we've got to hurry the uber's coming but by the time we got to the arena i'm like okay if we're a little late it's okay we're just talking and having a good time you mm. know did he do anything or has he done anything up to this point 
that has turned you off? No, no, I don't think so. Good conversation, mm. you know, handled the, the food at the restaurant. It was, it was going good. I think okay. he handled things well. All right, Lane, I don't even have to ask you if she's turned you off. She's, as long as she's <laughs> breathing, she's great, right? At <laughs> <laughs> any time, Alicia, did you think that he was going to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't pick up on any, like, serial killer vibes or anything <laughs> has, has, he no. tried, has he tried to hold your hand at all has he gotten in your personal space at all at this time no not at this point okay no all right so we so we get to wrestling you get to your seats or both no, oh, hold on, hold on. had an issue with tickets oh. yeah <laughs> oh what happened with the tickets so the tickets, it, it said, don't screenshot them, save them to your Google Pay. So I got Google Pay specifically for this, did what the instructions said, saved them on my, my wallet, and they weren't scanning. So then it became a little bit of an ordeal. So they had to come over and get my name. We're trying to look up the tickets, and they sent me a link to my phone with more tickets to the seats, and then we were able to get through then. So that was about a five, five to ten minute situation where you sitting there going i want them from the fucking radio station call <laughs> yeah call, call yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> that's what i would have said i said call them <laughs> here's their phone number <laughs> see if somebody answers i bet you they won't uh all right so you get in and you get to your seats and you're pleasantly surprised if it's the first mm-hmm. time you've ever had these seats you probably were like holy shit this is awesome right oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you get there and Alicia, what do you, what's going through your head right now? You, you got to, you got a tummy full of veg, uh, vegetables. Uh, you sit down. What's the first thing that you guys do when you get to your seats? Well, I was just kind of looking around at the crowd and I mean, there's all kinds of noise and excitement and just the energy of the crowd was so much fun. So I was sort of just taking it all in and trying to figure out who the wrestlers were and who was, co- who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. So mm. Lane was explaining everybody to me, you know, so. What was he wearing? Did he dress up like a wrestler? <laughs> no, no. He just had on like a nice uh, pullover. And so he, he was dressed nice. What else? Yeah. I mean, is that, is that all he wore as a pullover? I mean, did he have pants <laughs> on? <laughs> it was a button-up shirt. Button-up, right. Oh, so she was paying attention. Okay, so you had a, a button-up. What, jeans, I'm assuming? Yes. Jeans? What kind, what kind of shoes? Uh, Skecher. Hang on. I got them right here. Hang on. Oof. Just, you just lost me with Skechers. Hey, Skechers are nice now. All right. Don't be hating on it for Skechers. There you go. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with Skechers, man. I got the everyday work boot. <laughs> oh, those are your dress shoes, huh? Kind of, but they're but they're comfortable because you know I got foot issues like you. So what do you? Work I gotta have that, I gotta have that Skecher memory foam. Who do you work in the orthopedic unit at the hospital with the rest of the nurses? <laughs> no, I just all my damn feet walking all the time. Like combat Crocs. <laughs> and and Alicia kind of? and Elaine, what was Alicia wearing? She was wearing a nice pair of jeans and I guess a blouse. Uh, I was more taken with her eyes and, and her hair. So I was taken. Uh, why, why were, why were her jeans a nice pair of jeans? What made them a nice pair? Well, they of were jeans? darker, but they had some strategic rips, you know, they were, you know, the ones that are like purposely ripped. What, what was your favorite rip and by which body part was it torn? You know, I didn't really, uh, I didn't put a whole lot of focus on that. I'm not gonna lie. You are lying <laughs> because you specifically just said 
that you were a fan of the strategically placed rips. I was, but I didn't, but I didn't pick out, I didn't stare long enough to go, Hey, uh, I like that rip the most, you know, Brandon, you know what I'm getting at here, right? If you have a favorite strategically placed rip, I'm assuming it's in the upper thigh area of the jeans, correct? I would have to say so. Yes. Yeah. That's where mine would be. I know when my wife wears the strategically placed rips, I always go. Okay. But I mean, I just wasn't, you know, yeah. I was focused on that. I had. So Alicia, I mean, the, you're, this is kind of new as far as getting back in the dating world as you know, you told us before you sadly lost your husband uh, about a year ago. So is this like so far, like you're going, is this, is this what I've been, is this what I've been missing out on? Is this it? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really like, you know, meet new people and, it was a pleasant experience, so it was good. Ooh, that's was scre- good. that screams friend zone right now. Just screams <laughs> friend zone. I, I I haven't I haven't like Nate. You know what I'm talking about? You know, it's like that that's uh, sexual chemistry that you just read. I mean, I don't think the orthopedic sketchers got her. I really don't. <laughs> Shocked. I'm I'm really shocked right now, uh, <laughs> but I, I just think you you probably need some more time to get to know each other. You going on one date it takes a little bit. Yeah, that and a lot of drugs, possibly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Lane. You know, <laughs> All right, so uh, we're watching the wrestling event. Lane, are you explaining to her what's going on? Y- yes, and and I leave to go get drinks and go to the bathroom. We had our own little private area down there to go get stuff from, so I went and get us drinks huh. in between matches and. I come back and on the other side of her was Mr. Cockblock, but he wasn't, he wasn't Mr. Cockblock as in like trying to hit on her. He was legitimately one of the wrestling, you know, one of the wrestling geeks. He had a wedding band on and everything. He was just all about explaining to her. He wanted to join the conversation and I kind of whispered to her. I'm like, he's going to have to shut the fuck up at a certain point or else I'm going to have to say something. (laughs) Alicia, was this guy hitting on you or was he just being over the top annoying? Uh, I think he was just trying to, I don't know. I don't think he was hitting on me because he brought up his wife several times and he was talking to Lane too. So I don't, yes, I don't he, think he, kept, he was. Hey, hey, look, there's going to be Beth Phoenix, stuff like that, you know. All right. Did, did, did it bother you at all when Lane got a little jealous and he was about to murder somebody at the wrestling <laughs> event? No, I don't think so. I mean, he probably was just um, trying to explain some stuff, and Lane was feeling annoyed, but it was okay. Like, do you, do you like a guy that would step in like that, or does it have to be a certain way? Do you like to watch guys fight? Do you like to watch them argue, uh, or are you one of those women? It's like just let it go. I'm probably more of just let it go. I mean, if he had become inappropriate or was obviously trying to hit on me, then maybe I would have wanted Lane to kind of be like, "Hey, she's with me," mm-hmm. but. He wasn't being too obnoxious in that way, so. No, that's why I let it go. Even though the so far the date doesn't sound like it's been knocked out of the park, and not really by your fault, Lane. It just doesn't seem like it's going as great as it could be. The good thing is, is he hasn't put his penis in your hand. So <laughs> I think that's the bar we have to set here, is that, you know, it could have been worse. <laughs> you know, right. could have just blah, blah. You know, okay, so uh, so you're watching the event. You 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 shield off this this wrestling mark. Did you at any time after the Usos match explain to her the finishing move that they used? 
and the significance of that? No, I did not get a chance to. No, oh, that's I know. It's a big, big miss right there. They used the, the Dudley Boys 3D. You know, and yeah. it was yeah. yeah, it was big, big miss on your part of educating poor Alicia. Okay, so so the match is over. About what eleven o'clock ish? All right. We had a great time. One to ten, Alicia. Ten being one of the best times of my life. Where would you rate it at the wrestling match? Uh, oh, actually, don't, 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 don't answer. Okay. I'm going to count down. <laughs> Three, two, one. And then you guys are going to give me a number at the same time. All right. Lane, same questions for you. All right. Scale of one to ten. Ten being the best time you could ever have. What kind of time did you have at the wrestling event with each other? Three, two, one. Seven. Eight. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's a delay, a technical error or what, but <laughs> seven or eight, that's pretty good, right? That's 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 pretty good. That's good stuff right there. You know, that's that's passing going to college shit. Um, all right, so we're we're the wrestling event's done. You cat you're cattled out of the place, and uh then what happens, Lane? Well we got to we had to wait because we took the chairs. We had to bring our chairs home. Yeah, cool. So um then had to schedule an Uber, couldn't reserve it down there because you had to do like an on-demand thing. So we go outside, and I feel like I'm geocaching trying to get to the spot that it's selected for a pickup. So I'm like, oh, it was walking left, walking the right, you know. Um, finally, after a couple cancellations on Uber drivers, we finally get whatever that dude's name was. He was a good kid. He was a talker. He was a talker. Well, so, you, you just don't want anybody talking on your date, do you? No, I was cool with it. No, I was cool with it. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I was cool with it. I fucking I ordered a Uber that's there, no tongue. Uh, that's an option, I guess. I fucking said no tongue on the way there. I got get to the wrestling event. There's a fucking wrestling fan there, fucking talking to my girl, telling her about wrestling. What the fuck is happening right now? Wayne <laughs> like wants everybody to be mute. <laughs> Next time we're gonna go to a quiet place for our date. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you go back to the Mexican restaurant, or do we have a nightcap? No, we go. We go back to. I mean, we get back to the car uh, after the Uber ride. After hearing some interesting stories. Um, we went back to my car at the brewery, and I took her back to her car. You got we both in, had a little bit of a drive. You got in his car with him, Alicia? I did. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you feel safe? I did, yeah. Yeah, did he, yeah he wasn't inappropriate at all. He didn't zip tie your hands at all? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you, 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 it wasn't weird that you saw a bag in the back seat, and inside there was a Rambo compass diver's <laughs> knife, some zip ties, duct tape, and some roofies. <laughs> no, I had my toolbox in the trunk. <laughs> All right. So, so where where'd you take her, Blaine? After that, you take her back home? to the car. We were we were we were we were done for the night. I was, you know. We both had, I had over an hour drive. And at this point, by the time we got back, it was pushing 1 Mm a.m. Okay, so this was Saturday. New Year's was Friday. Sorry, this last week has been a COVID blur. My New Year's, you know, I spent um, asleep. So this was the day, this was New Year's Day that you guys are hanging out. The night before, did either one of you kiss anyone at midnight, Alicia? I did not. Okay. No. Lane? I did not either, did other you, than a shot glass. Did you make up for it on New Year's Day 
when you guys went your separate ways? I didn't know what to do. I'm going to be honest. I kissed her on the cheek because I didn't want to be too forward. Forward? But- what are you, 80? <laughs> My grandma does that to me when I leave her house too. Look, man, I, look, I haven't, I haven't done this. I don't know the, I don't, I don't know the etiquette anymore. I felt like, you know, y'all were talking the last show about, you know, first. I didn't know I was going to be doing this first time stuff again. I don't know how to. Well, did you feel it? Did you feel that she wanted? I mean, it's a feeling. Did you feel that she wanted you to kiss her? I, I don't know. I don't know. I was. It was a. Uh, I mean, I, ha- I did have my arm around her at a certain point. I did hold her hand, get into the seat. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, it was, it, say it was in, not intimidating, but, you know, she was a good woman, and I didn't want to mess anything up. Well, you're, I, you're kissing her. You're not impregnating her with Zika <laughs> kids, children. I mean, like, it's just... Well, man, now, now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> no. Well, have you ever seen the movie Hitch with Will Smith? And Kevin James? Yes, and that was actually going through my mind. The 90-10 rule? You go 90% and she comes the the extra 10, and if she doesn't come the extra 10, it's not meant to be. Alicia, uh, this is fairly new to you too, right? I mean, about... It is, you know, I mean, for sure. Very probably uncomfortable, a little awkward, and I'm sure a lot of memories and stuff going through your head, which is totally understandable. Um did you want him to kiss you goodnight, or was the kiss on the cheek aight? I think for the first date, the kiss on the cheek is good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I prefer maybe a little slow, respectful, you know. I mean, if there's there's crazy chemistry, maybe a kiss is okay, but, okay. you know. So what I just want to read the situation correct. What I, well. Hold on, hold on. You you might have read the situation correctly, but you missed the big part of that. There was not crazy chemistry. (laughs) So that's great that you're an optimist, (laughs) but let's also be a realist. Okay. Would you have been okay if he tongued your cheek when he kissed you on your cheek? Just to kind of swirl it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I would have been very weirded out. <laughs> yeah, I always find that it, that's either uh, a good icebreaker with a woman or they don't like you very much. It's 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 an odd move to pull, but it's it's risky. But when it pays off, it pays off, let me tell you. Uh, all right, so you go your separate ways. Now, uh, is that how the, the night ended? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was it? No more conversation? No more talking? Oh, no, we've, you know, we've, we've communicated since. Yeah. Today. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 The date night. Was there any more communication? Lane did send me a text after he left. And what did he say? Um, I think it was something to the effect. Thank you for tonight. It was really great to meet you. Send me the pictures that you took. It was an invite for words with friends. <laughs> no, no, and let, let you know, I want to know she got home safely. And- right. Okay, well, that's, right. What, that's what I'm getting to. But did you do it right when you left or did you wait a minute? Oh, I waited a few minutes. Uh, that's metaphorically speaking. Like, did you wait 30 minutes, 40? I mean, enough time for her to get home? No, I, I said about, about 10 minutes after she left. But she lives like 40 minutes away. 
She lives like 40 minutes away. Why would you text her 10 minutes to ask her if she got home? Now she thinks you're no, an idiot. Let her, no, just, no, I was telling her to let me know when she got home. I didn't expect uh, her to read it until she got home. So I didn't ask her if she was home. She uh, let me. She texted back when she got home. Oh, okay. Oh, so you did. And what, what did you say, Alicia? I got home. Thanks for a good time. XOXOXO. <laughs> Something to that effect. I'm home. Thank you for tonight. It was really nice. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. How many, uh, how long were you married to your husband? If you don't mind me asking. We were together for 10 years. We were married five out of the 10. Okay. So have you had a, a big dating life prior? Um, no, not really. Dated some on and off. Okay. So you don't have kind of a Rolodex what to compare this to. Right. Not really. Okay. I mean, I've, I've gone out on a couple of dates in the last few months, so well, maybe compare it to that. What we should do is we should find you the guy that sat next to you at wrestling and send you out on a date with him so you can compare <laughs> the two guys. And then, Hey, I'm all for that. that, that'll, that. I like my chances on that one. So Lane, 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 you're a little bit more experienced in the dating world. Um, you know, let's be honest. How, how was, I mean, take away her beauty because she's a, let me finish. She's a very attractive woman, right? So just take that out of the equation because you're probably not going to get anyone nearly as hot as she is. But let's, let's, let's say the time, like the, the good time. Was it a good time? Do we want to do this again? Yes, I had. We even talked about a second date. She could have just been being nice, but <laughs> Alicia, were you just being nice? <laughs> no, I, I would definitely. I would go out with him again. What's that word, Nate? Starts with an H. Hesitation. Hesitation. The Zoom is lagging. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the case. Uh, all right. Where, where would you like to go on a second date, Alicia? Well, we kind of talked about, like, I don't know if, if he can top the whole wrestling. That was awesome. So I don't know. <laughs> Something maybe more low key this time. I don't know. A movie? I would I'd be happy with that. Lane, uh, you know, I'm saying something like that, or, or, or another dinner where we can talk longer and we don't have other things. Like there was a lot of, say, pressure. There was a lot, mm. not a regiment on this. Where the next one, I'd prefer more conversation because, man, you know, continue the uh, getting to know process. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so at what point in the night, Alicia, did Lane disappear to go buy his Brock Lesnar T-shirt? He didn't. He didn't go buy a t-shirt. Oh, he came with it. <laughs> he he went to buy his drinks once or twice, but no t-shirts, I don't think. Oh, so this was an uh, the, the shirt you're wearing now is an old shirt? Oh, oh no. One this, this even a, no, no, the one Lane's got on. Oh. oh, no, this is just a this was just from when I was training. This is from Oh. Oh, okay. It's just a t-shirt. It says hashtag beats. It's not even a Brock Lesnar. This is just okay. I, I'm, it's my bad. I I was just trying to <laughs> trying to trying to investigate here. Did did you ask her if she wanted anything from the merch shop, Lane? I didn't even think about. I didn't even. I know. I dropped the ball. Just fucking fail, dude. <laughs> only the first time she's at a wrestling event, a pay per view, historic pay per view, and he didn't <laughs> offer to buy her. Uh, 
you know, a Charlotte Flair T-shirt or something, or a belt, I, I, a belt. I guess I saw the long line. Didn't even think. Didn't even think about merchandise. We got the chairs. I was pretty caught up on that. How how fucking funny would that have been if you're like, hey, do you want anything? She's like, oh my god, thank you. You walk up and she's like, I'll take one of those. I'll take one of these. <laughs> I'll take one of those. She's walking out. She's got like four championship belts. She's got a you know a little. Mars ears going <laughs> foam finger. <laughs> like, That's the best time ever. You're fifteen hundred dollars deep into merch. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I can't afford the Uber to get back. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, look, um, is there anything that you guys want to add that uh, was not said about the date? Blaine? Uh, I want to do it again. Well, I want to sure, do it again for sure. sure. You do, Alicia. Um, it was great. Had a really good time. Appreciate the tickets and the opportunity. And yeah, I would say Lane again. Well, that is the ringtone of excitement right there. That's what that <laughs> voice is. <laughs> Lane's like, I want to do it again. What are you doing right now? She's like, I would do it again. <laughs> uh, Nate, what are the odds of this uh, actually turning into something here? I don't know. I can see them meeting again. I don't know what they would do. Like, what would you guys do for your second date? And also, where are you guys coming from? Because uh, Red Top Brewing is like 45 minutes away from the arena. So if you guys had an hour drive, do you live in Alabama? <laughs> I live in I'm in Uh Okay. Yeah. They're, 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 they just... They're just driving all over, Nate. <laughs> well, he, he said yeah. he wants to go out to dinner, so he wants to have a more, I think, romantic meal next time so he can have a conversation. That's, I mean, that's his game right there. You know, right. His game is not being around people. Well, uh, I know a good Taco Bell Mexican restaurant that does not close, so you guys can probably go there. I mean, I can tell. I, I like, look, I can tell. I can tell you everything there is to know about the future of you two in the first 60 seconds of this conversation. I just stretched it for entertainment's sake. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you guys will, will be friends. I don't think there's any babies that are going to be made anytime soon, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you're both great people. Uh, I just think Lane, you're you're a bull in a china shop. You're aggressive, and um, you know Alicia is. Uh, she doesn't know what she wants right now. Uh, she wants to have a good time. So I think you could get into that friend zone, but you're going to be you know the fat kid that does the homework with the cheerleader every Friday night, and then goes home and spanks it. But she never knows, right? So you know you got to watch yourself. That friend zone's a little wa- wonky. Uh, am I right, Alicia? It's pretty much that's where we're at with this. <laughs> oh, you um, probably summed it up well, maybe. <laughs> I got away with words. Let me, what do I tell you? <laughs> it's like I know the stuff. Uh, Lane, I know that's not what you want to hear, but I think Alicia needs you as a friend. I really do. Is that something that you can, uh, you know, do? Friends friend starts somewhere. Hey, look, look at that. Oh, um, yeah. I don't see it happening, but that was very nice of him to say. Right. It uh, was very nice. And then just waiting in the wings is Brandon up there in the top left hand corner. And he's just like, glad this fucking date didn't work out in my time because I got her. Number. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a 50 50 shot. I'm just kidding. Lane. I would not let him go out with Alicia. That would not happen. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad form. That's bad form. Well, she doesn't like dirty clothes either. So, well, there you go. She doesn't like dirty clothes, so she can't go out with Brandon. And 
Hey, I just washed his jacket the other day. By the looks of it, that's the reason she's not going out lane again either. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, keep us posted. You know, I know you guys uh, talk a lot on our on our social media. People love the story. I love the story. I'm glad we've all become friends. Before we let you go, Nate, you got any questions for either Lane or Alicia? Uh, no, I was just wondering why you guys drove so far, but I think you got that answered. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Nate cares about. Brandon, do you have any questions for either one of them? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think I heard everything I need to hear. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you guys were safe. Glad you brought in the new year with a great story. Uh, thanks for coming on and, uh, let us know if something happens, like he kills you or something. All right. <laughs> you got it. If she goes missing. I'll be suspect <laughs> one, I guess. All right, guys. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Guys, stop me if I'm wrong here. You want longevity. You want to be around for a minute. Yeah. You want to lose some weight. You want to shed some LBs, correct? You want higher testosterone, and you want to do it in a safe, legal way, right? You know, because when I say testosterone, I know where your head goes. But testosterone maintenance is a thing. It's been around for decades. Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, that's where I've been going for testosterone maintenance. I'm 46 years old. I've got the testosterone of somebody in my 20s or in their 20s, and I feel great, fantastic. Look great, feel great, put on all kinds of muscle because of it. And my body fat percentage has gone down. Now, I also go to the gym. you got to put some work into it. Don't think it just poof comes out, right? So that's one of the many things Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia offers up. If you're out of the state, out of the country, whatever, you just want to reach out, get some advice, have a virtual consultation, they can do that too. Menswellnessleague.com. That's menswellnessleague.com. Right there on the homepage, schedule a call, hit that button, and somebody will give you a buzz. Save 10% on the already discounted Wellness Combo which right now is 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular price. When you mention my name, Bailey, get 10% off that 99 bucks. Menswellnessleague.com. This is a great question I got in my DM the other day about Rockland Contracting. Uh, they, they heard that he's a sponsor. They heard me talking about him and the deck designs and all that stuff. That's actually what this person was looking to do. But it's not springtime. So they're like, you know, I don't need it right now. Well, I'm telling you right now that you should at least have the conversation with Dave. They they are. They took my advice. But if this goes for you, if you're in the same boat, have the conversation with Dave and Rockland Contracting now. You know, for the spring, if that's when you're planning on making any of these renovations. But he also, you know, outside of the deck design, which, by the way, uses this really cool 3D software. It's very, very cool. You'll see what your deck looks like before it's even done. No surprises there. Uh, basement remodels, HVAC, new HVAC installation, interior, exterior painting. He does it all. He's a contractor, and he's really good. Veteran-owned, established in 2009. RocklandContractingLLC.com. They got a new phone number. Make sure you got this. Just give them a call and talk to them. Start planning it out today. If uh, you're thinking about doing it in the future, 678-879-3867. That's 678-879-3867. I love massages. And now we've learned that we need massages. Back in the day, day, it was like that extra added Super Mario Brother bonus in life. Now you need it. It is vital. If you are in Georgia and you can make it to the North Point Mall in Alpharetta, you got to go to Acupressure of North Point. Uh, I've been talking about them for years, and now they're a sponsor of the BS. It's great. Uh, so they also have other locations. You know, they've been doing this for 14 years. They got one in Des Moines, Iowa. So if you're listening in Iowa, 
uh, uh, relaxed body works in Jordan Creek town center. And for 12 years, they've had a great customer base in both locations, North point mall and in Iowa, uh, because I'm their biggest fan. I go in there 30 minutes for the feet, uh, inside the brick and mortar, they got the brick and mortar, and then they got the little place in the middle of the mall there. It's where the Sears used to be, you know, right below the food court in North Point Mall. See the guys in the red shirts. Trust me, I know you like, oh, it's a little weird. It will be the best massage ever. 30 minutes on the feet for me, then I do 30 minutes in the chair. And, I, and I'm there like once a week. And now they're a sponsor of the BS, and I'm so happy because I love them. They're great. I really, really, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't go a week without going there. It's just not a simple rub down. It's just a really good massage. 5% off if you mention the BS there at Acupressure of North Point. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> So what do you guys think? Think they're going to, now that they're not on with us, think uh, Lane and Alicia will make it, get married, have babies? I think it's possible, but after the first day, I didn't see. I feel like he was doing the right thing about playing the nice guy, but I think she maybe wanted him to be a little more aggressive. Yeah. Brandon? Well, it kind of scared her when uh, he was aggressive towards that guy, right? So. Maybe it was, I don't know, if they do go on another date, it's going to be hard to top this one. It's tough for her, though. She's been, she's been through some, she's been through fire. You know, that's, it sucks. You know, she's, she's going to be uh, very, very gun shy. Um, I don't know if Lane is the most compassionate, empathetic guy out there, you know. I mean, <laughs> me like Alicia. Boom, head over head. Me take Alicia home, make babies. <laughs> Watch me suplex Alicia. Ah, boom, da da. So I don't know. Lane's a good guy. Um, I wish them nothing but the best. They're both. I, Alicia was very sweet. What a sweet woman. Who in the who who in a million years thought that that dude could find that type of girl on the old desperate app on Facebook? Yeah, and we're thinking about this as just being a relationship. They could just be bang buddies for a while. I mean, I've seen less chemistry with people that have just, you know, fucked for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't. I mean, being you're, you're married. Yeah, I'm being objective though. Like, I don't know if I could bang Lane. I think he would scare me. You know, like I think women like some type of dominance over the situation, <clears throat> knowing that they're not going to get hurt. He looks like, you know, he reminds me of the monster in The Hills Have Eyes 2 at the very end when he's banging the chick, like, for hours, you know, and he won't stop. And you're like, oh, 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 oh. It's like Shrek. <laughs> That's what Lane reminds me of when he bangs, you know, when he love makes. But I could be wrong. You know, he could be Rico Suave, and I'm just way off. Um, so, but anyway, nonetheless, we wish them nothing but the best. They're both very, very good people. A lot of jokes, lots of jokes, but we wish them nothing but the best and maybe it'll happen. I'm sure they'll come back on. Uh, so, uh, I know I kind of got on the deep end of fantasy football in the first segment. Um, I don't even know if I asked you, if I did, I forgot by now. Did, did you... Did you win? Yeah, I know you play in a league. Did you win? Or is that the fucking stupid league with Dum Dum that doesn't have any money involved? Uh, there's money involved. I didn't pay because I was moving and I forgot. But I'm in the finals right now. I'm actually playing Bogus. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but I won't. I still have another player tonight. Um, so I won't really know until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All but right. it's not looking good for me. So I'm probably gonna lose. Well, no, you'll come in second place. You'll still get money. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I will. I so, wonder, and I guess I'll have to do the same thing they did with you is take it out of, out of my profits because I didn't pay to get in. Maybe, or Boggess might be, he might be a dumb dumb and he might have forgot. He might just, you know, pay the whole thing. You know, yeah, well, hopefully he doesn't hear this until later. I, w- <laughs> I don't think he listens. I'll cut it out. <laughs> I, think he's dr- I, I think he drinks the Kool-Aid because he likes to be a radio star. <laughs> you got to pick a team, and the, one team's got a radio show, and the other team doesn't. <laughs> that's just how that's going to be. Uh, you know, so yesterday, you know, still in quarantine, laid up, and I get to watch fantasy football and blah, 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 and this and this and that. And the craziest fucking thing, dude, Antonio Brown... Um, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, quits in the middle of the fucking game. You know, yeah, I saw that on uh, Barstool's Instagram. Yeah, and so it was it was kind of out of context for me. I was like, what the fuck is what's going on? I still don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, at least at the time of this recording, we don't know what happened, other than the fact that um, this motherfucker takes off his pads, arguing with somebody on the sideline. They're in New York playing the Jets, so it's cold. Takes his shirt off runs around the end zone while they're playing football on the field and throws his shit out like his shirt and his gloves and stuff out to the fans, waves, and walks through the tunnel. And then at the end of the game, Bruce Arians, the coach for the Tampa Bay Bucks, which, by the way, way cool dude. I've interviewed him numerous times. Um, Really, really classy guy. Great guy. Charitable guy. Fantastic guy. Great coach. He says, Antonio Brown is no longer a buck. (laughs) And Tom Brady was like, I think he's going through something right now. (laughs) Fuck him, dude. Get him out of there. This dude quit in the middle of the game, in which, by the way, they weren't crushing the Jets in that game. They were trailing most of the game, I think, if not the whole game up until the end when Brady becomes Brady. Uh, So it's not like they were just dominating. So he got pissed off at something. He fucking quits on his team in the middle of a game. What a douchebag. I mean, not to mention all the other shit he's done in the NFL. Get this guy out of the fucking league. You know? Dude, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know him. from My wife's a big Steelers fan, so we kind of hate him because of that because he just kind of left us. And then he's he got fired from like four other teams in between. So, yeah, he's definitely some kind of head case. Well, so he was part of the three Bs in Pittsburgh. So he had Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger when he could throw footballs, and then uh, Le'Veon Bell when he could run a football, even though he did score yesterday for the Bucs. Um, and then, you know, they, everybody gets disgruntled. And, I mean, this, this is, you know, like when, when you talk football, when you watch football, where the system can showcase the talent it's not so much the talent showcasing the system. So you can have an extremely talented football player on a really shitty team and never be known as a great football player, right? And you right. can have a mediocre to good football player at NFL standards on an amazing team with an amazing coach like a Bill Belichick or Bruce Arians and, um, and be a superstar, Right, So he goes to the Raiders, signs like an $80 million deal, fucks that up at the beginning of the season. How do you fuck up an $80 million deal? I don't even, he didn't even play a game, right? No, didn't play a yeah. game. He got, well, he got, <laughs> so he, he had his toes frozen in that cryo chamber. So that was like the first of it because they were doing hard knocks. Um, this was a couple years ago before he went to the Bucks, And then he had all those allegations against him. So nobody wanted to touch him. He was damaged yeah. goods. 
You know, so I don't even know what happened to those allegations. And so uh, Tom Brady goes to bat for him and says, hey, come play for the Bucks. We'll give you, I think it was like a million bucks, a million dollars. So he goes to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They win the Super Bowl with him. He gets a Super Bowl ring. I'm sure he got a nice bonus check. They bring him back probably for bare minimum. You know, not $80 million, tell you that, because he's the third guy. You know, he's, he's you know, he got... He's not his his number one guy to go to. You've got uh, God uh, Godwin, and you've got uh, is it Goodwin or Godwin? One of those. Chris Goodwin, Goodwin, Godwin, Godwin, and then you got Mike Evans, and then you got Gronk, and then you got Fournette. So he's like fourth. Um, so man, that's what he's pissed off at. Motherfucker quits. You know, like I subscribe to the theory that if you're a celebrity of that standard, right, especially an athlete, like it or not, motherfucker. You have a certain reputation to uphold for kids. You know, I mean, that's part of the job. Don't tell me it's not, you know, because everything that comes with a celebrity, you can't pick and choose. You can't say, I like all the free things that I get. I like not having to wait at line at some of the nicest restaurants and clubs. I like uh, all these, you know, women or what, but I don't want to be held to a standard where kids have to look up to me. You can't pick and choose. That's it. It just, that's the job. If you're doing that for a living, you have to know that. And you have an organization's reputation to uphold. And if you can't do those things, get them out of town. So I like Bruce Arians. He's no longer a buck. The motherfucker said that right after the game. Like he didn't even talk to him. He's like, you're just not on the team anymore. That's awesome. <laughs> That's how you coach. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They should have. Yeah. It's like, how many chances do you get? That, well, that's the thing is, you know, that's the problem is people get too many opportunities. Um, I'm not saying that people shouldn't get a second chance, but it, if you burn the bridge too many times, and people, some people right now are probably going, oh, you're one to talk, Mr. Bird, uh, bridge Burner. I'm not a bridge burner. I really am not. I, I, I've got no ill will towards, well, there's some people. But, I mean, for the most part, I don't try to burn bridges. The problem is, is that I'm too, I'm honest. And, you know, and I'm a hard worker. And when people aren't being held accountable for their, and I'm not just talking about the last situation. I'm talking about numerous situations. Like, I have a very high standard um, and it's, it's right there with perfection. I never achieve it. That's what makes me frustrated. Um, but that's the goal. Perfection is always the goal and you never achieve it. You know, for hardworking people, the hardest worker in the room, you'll never achieve perfection. You just never right. will, uh, because that's what motivates you. But you expect people around you to have the same motivation. There is no there's no reasoning why they should not. You don't surround yourself. If you're going to war and you can pick amongst all these people, right? And you're going, okay, I know you got my back. I know, you know what? That guy's kind of lazy, but I guess a few people know him. Let's take him with us and make sure that he <laughs> he's going to protect. Nobody does that. Nobody says that. No, yeah. that guy used to work hard. Bring him with. <laughs> that guy's got great stories of working hard. We don't know if they're true or not. Let's bring him with us. What could go wrong? You know, so that's the thing is like, you know, Antonio Brown is a bad teammate. You got to get rid of bad teammates. You got to get rid of bad 
bad, uh, you know, extra lo- uh, baggage. Baggage. Baggage is what I'm looking for. Yeah. So there's just too many people that get too many opportunities. That guy's one of them. He's gotten way too many opportunities. Fuck him. Mike Tomlin with the Pittsburgh Steelers is going, told you so. Yep. <laughs> told you, so. you know, And then look what happened to him. I mean, they still are making money. Don't get me wrong. They're making more money than probably any of us will see. But they're not making the same money. You know, if Le'Veon Bell would have stayed in Pittsburgh, he would be making uh, 50 times more than what he's making as being a spot player that just got picked. I mean, he was on the Ravens and then got I mean, he's been on like four different teams since the Steelers. Yeah. And you, some of it's about your reputation also. It's like, how are you going to be remembered? And when you have a bunch of scandals and, and shit like that that happens towards the end of your career, they don't remember usually what a good player you are. They remember the bullshit that came afterwards. Well, that's my problem is what am I remembered by? Unfortunately, there's people <clears throat> that think of me one way when that's not the case. But my problem is I never defend myself. That's my, believe it or not, I know. Some of you right now are very shocked. You're like, what? Well, I learned a long time ago is that when you defend yourself, you look wrong. So I just started to walk away and not say anything. Uh, Up until this last situation, this is the first time that I've really defended myself um, and told the truth. You know, because before the mindset was you don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to... Uh, be unprofessional well unprofessional is the shit that was done to me that's unprofessional people need to be held accountable but in the business especially the radio business the people of power all play this fucking game where they lie to each other they talk shit behind each other's backs they find a way to work together but it's all smoke and mirrors it's whoever has the strongest hand is going to win that day. And you have to find a way to get the strongest hand. Yeah, it was like when you left Orlando, um, kind of the same like you were saying. You didn't really address what had happened. I never addressed it. And it made it, and it kind of irritated me, not with you, but just I wanted it out there of what, like, what actually happened because then when one side tells a story, that becomes the truth because there is no other story out there and the audience just thinks, oh, well, that's, that's all we heard. That's what happened, and which wasn't totally the case. And so, yeah, I, I'm glad you did change that aspect. That was, you know, it's one of my biggest regrets in my life is not explaining what happened. I think that's the last post on the old BS Facebook page. Yeah, is I think so. is you know like, hey, I'll explain to everybody what you know. <laughs> I never went back. Yeah, you know, was, I think you kind of did on a YouTube video, but it was it was just kind of like a PC don't burn bridges kind of thing. It wasn't actually, actually everything. Be, and it was because the job that I took and, and, and I was, you know, I was, I, it was, a, it was a very good learning lesson for me, you know, but I was like, you know, do I want to blast bull? Do I really want to blast auto? Do I want to blast Prince? Um, I actually think I won because I didn't say anything, but the thing is, is like, there's still people in Orlando, even after all these years that only know one side of the story. And there are a few people that only know one side of the story to this day that I have not spoken to since because they believed that side. And, yeah. and, it, and it, it, one person in particular it stings, and it has stung for all this time. Um, but then I have friends down there that have always got my back. 
and you know, uh, like Russ and Daniel and those guys, and you'd be like, dude, you got the fucking story wrong, you know. But after a while, I think people started to realize that's what always happens. Is after you know the the big boss guy here in Atlanta, he said to me um, months afterwards, he's like, you know, I I'm going to apologize to you. You were about the old afternoon guy. He goes, you were totally right about that. He goes, I, I just didn't see it. I go, fuck it. I wish you people would listen to me. You know, <laughs> right. they're going to fucking learn their lesson here. Recently, you know, this new situation that they got at that radio station, especially after the ratings, they when you go from three to seven to nine, you know, in morning drive in your key demographic, men 25, 54, that's a fucking problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you've dropped off the face of the planet and the rest of the radio station is just dwindling in the wind, you know, I know they lie to them and they just give them the positives. Well, we picked up a new dude. We picked up a 42-year-old Mexican in Dahlonega. <laughs> so we should start to see some really good ratings. That guy's listening for two hours a day. <laughs> so, okay. You know, the reason is, is because you kept the wrong fucking people, people. That's what you did. You kept the, the not creative, the uncreative, dick-sucking people. You kept the wrong people in the place. And there's a lot of corruption there. So that's just my two cents. Uh, I got to bring this up before the show ends. And I want this to be a conversation. And if you haven't watched it, I'm going to have the conversation with myself. Part of my binge watching. One show I'm going to get to here. The other show I'll get to uh, on this Friday's episode. Because I've seen every fucking thing on television with this quarantine. This is the best, without a doubt, the best show, television show I've ever seen. The best writing, the best directing, the best character development. That is Yellowstone. Holy nipples. This show is amazing. Amazing. I haven't gotten through the fourth season. I know last night was the finale of the fourth season. Um, but I got through the first three. And I got through three into four seasons. So I'm going to watch the rest of them this week. Are you guys in on this Yellowstone shit? Yeah, I'm up yeah, to like I'm season three, I think. That's okay. I, that's where I kind of left off. Yeah, and I'm on two still, so don't give too much away. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know what to give away. I just. I. It's just. I. I, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, I, I'll tell you. I have a feeling of regret when I watch it because I'm late to the party. But I'm at the party. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is we interviewed Cole Hauser, who plays Rip, um, mm. on the radio show for this and none of us knew about the show you know and of course then i got dumb dumb asking stupid questions about dazed and confused and and <laughs> and we just kind of olayed the the yellowstone show and rightfully so because we didn't know we just knew he was in a show with kevin costner like I, yeah i thought it was like hatfields and mccoys or something like i didn't know nothing about it you know and i i didn't even know paramount plus existed i think at the time when we interviewed him yeah. So I feel horrible because his character is one of the best television characters ever in the history of television. Rip is awesome. This is like the baddest motherfucker. He goes and kills people and doesn't give a fuck. He goes and kills motherfuckers, comes back and sleeps like a baby. It's awesome. And his chick, Beth, oh my God. She's the bestest, bestest character ever in the history of television. These characters are amazing. 
And I didn't even recognize him with the beard because he's usually kind of that Redhead. almost gingery yeah, yeah, and with no beard or anything. So, yeah, I didn't even recognize him. The beard looks good. Dude, he plays a great cowboy. Like, this makes me want to be a cowboy. Every time I watch the show, I'm like, can I be a cowboy? I was like, I, I, I could move out to Montana um, on a ranch. I could, be a, I could be a ranch guy. I could be Jimmy. That's who I would be. I'd be Jimmy. I, I need to figure out a way because I'm watching it by myself because my wife got a couple episodes in and and maybe that's why you like this because it's kind of similar to Walking Dead where it's a little bit of action and then a lot of talking and storytelling and she just thinks it's boring. Um, but I love it. I, yeah, I just I got to get her into it. But it is it is a little slow. What are you talking about? There's there's unbelievable action. Like who Yeah, every now and then, but there's just like Walking Dead, it's it's 30 minutes of talking and conversation and dialogue um and then a, a little bit of action, which I love the action also. But the the action part is like you never in a million years you would think that you're glued to a television show that every season the villain is not somebody that wants drugs or anything like that. They all want land. I mean, that's what the whole fucking show's about. I mean, they're killed. Yeah. I mean, and they kill each other and dump them off the side of a fucking cliff in Wyoming because uh, they can. And nobody asks any questions. And the sheriff looks the other way. And Chairman Rainwater looks the other way. And the governor is banging uh, Costner, Tin Cop. I mean, this is like nuts. <laughs> I'm sitting there. And they, and they, they, as much sleeping as they do, notice this when you watch it. There's a lot of sleeping scenes. Like they're always in bed, but they never sleep. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't noticed that. I'm gonna have to pay attention to. Oh that. my god, they're all like Rip never sleeps, but the motherfucker's always waking up. <laughs> he never. He's up at four thirty every day to go out to get the guys in the bunkhouse ready to rock and roll and cowboy for the day. You see him waking up, but he's never sleeping, and he talks about it. He's like, I never sleep. Motherfucker, you're always in bed. You're always waking up in bed with Beth. Maybe that's why his name is Rip, isn't it? Rip Van Winkle, isn't he the dude that slept forever? I don't know. I just know that Rip, I think Rip, <laughs> he, I mean, like, the, the, the story is absolutely, Brandon, you're on three, so you, you're about where I'm at. Where, have you gotten to the end of three? Is that where Jamie finds something out? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. Uh, yeah, and you know who his dad is? Uh, As in the actor? Yeah. He's, yeah, I know that. He's the guy that was on the spaceship with Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, by the way, that character, he didn't have a relationship with his son in that movie either. <laughs> <laughs> That's your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker makes a living off having bastard kids in movies. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but did you get to the end of season three, the big finale the big i mean the crazy fucking blow-ups is that where beth's all mangled and stuff yeah 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 like can you imagine a small town in montana that shit happening come on <laughs> that's a little, yeah. <laughs> a little over top that poor lady with her kid we still never found out with her kid on the side of the road uh which which lady when kevin costner is changing the tire oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the lady from california and Sino. And the little kid went to go get the lug nuts by where he pissed. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. And the bad guys come, and we never see the kid ever again. We just know what happened to his mom. It kind of sucks. 
So you haven't seen season four at all, the first episode? I've seen the first two episodes. Of season four? Yes. Oh, yeah, the first episode, that was good. First, a lot of action. First two or three. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And Rourke, have you gotten a Rourke yet, Nate? Uh, which one is that? That's uh, the capital investment company coming in, and he's fly fishing all the time. And I feel like I had. What does he look like? Is that the, that's not he the looks guy, like cowboy hat, right? Fabio. He's like a really good looking blonde haired middle aged man. Oh, oh yeah, Did that's um, he was on Lost. He was um, yes, yes. God, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was on Lost. Okay, so you know who Rourke is, right? Sawyer, that's what he was. Rourke. Yeah, I do know him. Yeah. Okay, he's still alive in your world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm guessing he died, didn't he? <laughs> Spoiler. I'm not saying if he dies or not, but if he does die, it's pretty fucking badass how he dies. All right. <laughs> they wrote that bitch off quick. <laughs> but in season two, the bad guy is um, Jay from the um, rock movie Walking Tall. The bad guy that owns the casino. Oh, the uh, Indian? No, 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 no. Oh, the, oh, you're talking about the the guy, the albino guy? Yeah. Yeah, but he's got, like, bright blue eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's in Walking Tall, uh, the rock movie. And is uh, it is it is it, is, Who's his brother? Is his brother... Is that... Uh, um, uh, Michael... Um, fuck, I can't... Uh, 16 Candles. Uh, oh, so the J guy is Neil McDonough. That's who it is. Who plays his brother? In In Yellowstone? Yeah. Because it's the brothers, right? What well, is? Yeah. It's the brothers. Yeah, let me look. We got uh, Michael Michael Anthony Hall. Is that Michael Anthony Hall? I don't. Is that the? I don't see him in here. Is that the guy in uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother? No, Michael Anthony Hall's from Sixteen Candles. What's that? Other, oh, uh, something Fitzpatrick. Oh, I'm thinking of another. <laughs> Neil three, Patrick three Harris. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it looks like Michael Anthony Hall. I could be wrong. Isn't that Garrett Randall, the uh, Jamie's dad? Isn't he in Gone in sixty seconds? Also? Yes, he, oh, is. he is. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got some like really uh, like big name act. So um, Casey, who I think is another amazing character, Casey Dutton, Kevin Costner's one of his kids. In the, in the show, that's Luke Grimes. That's his real name. He's an amazing actor, but he plays a lot of, like, good cowboy stuff. Like, he was in uh, Magnificent Seven, the redo, the Tarantino. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. he, he, but he didn't play a badass. He played the passive, you know, when, you know, the bad guy comes to the village and says, you've got three weeks, and then he and the chick go and they hire um, – uh, Denzel Washington, you know, he's that guy. He's that's Luke Grimes. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, he yeah he was in. I think um, he was in True Blood too. He was in like American Sniper, I think. Yeah, yeah American American Sniper, Fifty Shades of Grey, and those those films. Yeah, he was one of the Gray brothers. Yeah, he was like yeah, he's a good actor. <laughs> charcoal. Hey, light gray. Go grab dark gray. We're going out to do some freaky shit tonight. Are there any gray areas? Ha, 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 ha. Hey, ladies, you want to touch our gray area? Ha, 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 ha. Uh, have, you, uh, have y'all watched the prequel, 1883? So I started watching that because uh, I went on to Paramount Plus uh-huh. and I don't have a membership. But it gave me a free episode. So I was like, well, let me turn this on. Because it's got Tim McGraw. It's got Faith Hill. It's got Sam Elliott. 
I mean, it's got another great run of actors. Um, I'm like, and it's, I gotta tell you, it's really, I think it's so difficult today more than ever to make a good Western because unfortunately people don't give a shit about the wild West anymore. Growing up, my Gen Xers growing up, I mean, definitely baby boomers loved cowboys and Indians. I think Gen Xers, my generation was the last generation that grew up to do cowboys and Indians. Obviously. Well, now it's not politically correct. Nobody's going to fucking run around and go, hey, let's go kill the Native Americans. You know, I mean, it's just you can't do it, right? <laughs> well, you can. Both of these shows are about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, but I'm talking about kids, you know, like in the Wild yeah. West. Well, they just don't care. That's like, that's watching a movie about Mozart to, to children now. They don't really care about cowboys and Indians. That's so far behind them. Right. I mean, it's it's just, unfortunately, that's a thing. So it's very difficult to make a interesting Western but I think the story that's being told, because there's a lot of truth to this that still exists. I mean, first and foremost, it's the idea that none of this land is really ours. You know, we fucking stole it. We took it yeah. from these people. Okay, well, let's move past that. Now that we have it, everybody's trying to get along. You know, you get yours, we get ours, blah, blah, blah. But there's still this shit that goes on in this, in this country, in this world. I mean, there, there are places that the law just does not exist. Um, where the Wild West still exists, where, I mean, there's a lot of truth to this show. I, I know there is. Yeah, well, even that, uh, what was that show we watched about? Murder Mountain. Uh, yeah, but yeah. like up in the mountains and just shit just happens up there. I'm just surprised that I've never heard of this 1883. I don't know if I've ever heard of a show getting a prequel before the actual show is over. It's smart. You know, it's they've, they've done two things that are really, really smart. One, they released a prequel while the show is just gaining momentum. It was like 147 million people watch Yellowstone. That's a lot of people, 147 yeah. million. Um, so don't have a prequel and a sequel and a NyQuil and all these other quills when the show starts to die out like The Walking Dead, you know, because people are going to be so over the original show they're not gonna want. They're not gonna have any interest in the in what they've done, um, and it starts, I believe, in season four. It was like episode two or two or three in season four. They have scenes from eighteen eighty three, so they have a flashback to something that I think I don't know this yet because I haven't gotten through it. Will play a big factor towards the end of season or the end of season four or maybe even the season five there's like these little interesting things that i pick up on i'm going okay they've got to bring that back they've got to readdress this you know what i mean yeah. like, like there's one thing they have not that i've seen it they haven't addressed yet is walker banged beth and walker came back and rip wanted to kill him and now Rip and Beth are getting married, but Rip doesn't know that Walker banged Beth. And Walker, the guitar guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's actually a musician in real life too. I, I was, I've been doing all this like research and all these people. <laughs> so so you know they they banged on the side of the barn. Remember, and yep. and I think mm -hmm. it was when like Rip and Beth were not together. So Rip hates uh, Walker, wanted to kill him, and Casey saved him. And said, I'll take him because he knew he was going to. And then, then they, they were in a bar and they found him singing. He's like, what? So they gave him a second chance. But he doesn't know 
that he banged his soon-to-be wife. That's some oh, yeah. shit. That's some that's, shit's going to go down. That's going to be some drama. I mean, that's how into it. I know. I'm like, I'm talking like I'm in. Oh, this is your fucking guy. Start crazy. I'm talking like I'm in Yellowstone. This is it. And here's the second thing. They sell merchandise, right? You can buy the merchandise, which is way cool, on their website, and they wear it in the show. And what they're about to do, and I haven't gotten this far yet, but what I'm assuming is in order to keep the ranch alive, uh, Costner has gone out and bought all these these cowboys and these rodeo stuff that they're going to make money off the horses and all this other stuff. So they're going to be wearing the yellow, the why? The, they're wearing the gear in the show. Everybody's got Yellowstone jackets on. Who Genius. the fuck doesn't want I know. I want to go to Yellowstone.com or whatever the website is, Paramount.com, and buy Yellowstone stuff because it's cool. They got little sayings on it and stuff. Everybody's <laughs> wearing it. I mean, it's br- absolutely the most brilliant show ever. Absolutely brilliant. Everything about and, it's brilliant. And see how much you love this show? Now, you got to keep them. You can never say, oh, I've, I've already, it's, it's too far past me now for any other show that we mentioned to you because this show is four seasons in and you, you got into it and you love it. That's what off air Brandon and I were talking about Game of, Game of Thrones. And that's another great one. And I think you would love that too. Okay. Well, let's also take into consideration I've had no choice other than to watch television um, for my quarantining. You know, so I'm sitting here. I mean, I could have picked. I, trust me, there are a lot of shows that I started watching that I tried to get into that I stopped. You know, right. back, back to the 1883, I started watching it, by the way. And then my Paramount Plus froze up. I don't know what happened. So the trial expired. Well, I didn't even get a trial. <laughs> you know, there, there is like a free month you can get. I think the code is after show. If you put that in there, I think I saw okay. a promotion for that. So I was going to do that, but I, I, I can't, I, I, I can't go. It's too much. You know, when I get back to my normal life here in the next couple of days, uh, I'll be all called up and I'll just watch, you know, when I need to watch, but, um, holy shit, I couldn't stop. I actually, this is how much I'm into the show. Yesterday was the last day for fantasy football, right? I contemplated, excuse me, blowing off watching football to finish watching Yellowstone. I can't stop watching Yellowstone. And I was so surprised. I was really upset because Saturday, like I stayed up till like 11 o'clock at night, which I never do. Like I held off on taking my Honey Jack Mucinex shot, you know, (laughs) and I got through. I thought I was done at the end of season three. I didn't know there was a season four, even though they kept running this promo you know, Sunday night, the season four finale. So I haven't even seen the season four finale that was last night. And I was like, fuck, I got to watch season four. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to buy Paramount Plus. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. It's only $4.99 a month. To watch this show, I would pay a hundred times over, to be quite honest with you. And then I wake up uh, Sunday morning and season four started. uh, Like I woke up at like 8 a.m. And I was just, uh, it was already on Paramount. And I, and I saw at 10 a.m. season four, episode one, Marathon. I'm like, holy fuck. Are you kidding me? Record, record, record. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Next thing I know, it's 1248. I'm like, oh shit, I got to make sure my lineups are good. Oh my God, I don't want to change the channel. What's going to happen? A rip, oh my God. You know, he's adopting a kid. You know, these motherfuckers won't die either. You can blow them up. You can shoot them. You can knife them. You can poison them. They don't die at all. 
they're can't, real men. You can't. Yeah, they are. They're they're the they're the realest guy in the room. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, they're bad. And the old guy in the bunkhouse, I forget his name, but he's badass too. I like him a lot. Um, the black guy, I don't believe, is a cowboy. He's 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 too not because he's black, but it's because he just. He doesn't sound cowboyish. He's just like yeah. He doesn't fit it. He said he sounds he sounds like a nerdy white guy. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. You know, and like all these cowboys that they have are like really pretty cowboys. <laughs> like right. Yeah. It's like they're on the cowboy edition of the J.C. Penny catalog. They're just like way, they're way ripped with like great hair. It's like hey, let's go wrangle some cattle today. I don't sweat, but I wear a fucking mean plaid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but I love this show. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love oh, yeah. it. So Great. For anybody listening, if you ever want to, I, I do, a, I might, I'm thinking about bumping one of our shows uh, during the week and doing a Yellowstone podcast. Seriously. <laughs> you in? That's, yeah, yeah, I know Beyond they, the Stone. Beyond the Stone. Yeah. I know they have one. They have like an official Yellowstone podcast. I need to get in on that. Somebody help me figure it out. Um, if anybody's got any hookups with any of the cast there, the writers, um, I don't care who it is. I want to talk to somebody. Got to, Brandon, that's your job. Get somebody from Yellowstone on. Okay. Yeah, get Costner, yeah. Brandon. Yeah, yeah I mean, fine. I mean, it, it should <laughs> Call be. Him up. Like, I mean, like, we're, we're a media source. I mean, we've got, I mean, we've got uh, over 100,000 downloads on this show. I mean, we're, it's not like we're nobody. It's not like nobody listens to us. You know, I know it's, it's, it's not as, doesn't sound as cool when you call up and you're like, Hey, you want to do an interview for a podcast? <laughs> I get it. I trust me. I'm not stupid. I'm not blind, but you know, I mean, it's, it, it's not too shabby. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like we're, you know, got five listeners, you know, we got people that actually pay for our entertainment, which we appreciate by the way. So, you know, sell it hard, take pride in what we do. 2022 is going to be the year of this shit. That should be a fucking. Well, I hope so. But now, if we had a hundred thousand people all commenting and tagging him on Twitter, we could probably get his attention. Yeah, it's yeah. A, fucking reach out to, to Cole Hauser, tweet Cole Hauser, and and reach Yellowstone. Say, come on the BS, please. Say, Jason Bailey has got this really fucking sick infatuation with this show, <laughs> and he wants somebody to talk to all the time um, about Yellowstone. I need like a Yellowstone correspondent. Even though it's the finale. So I guess we've got to take a break from it. But when it picks back up, I'll be in fucking full Yellowstone mode, dude. It's <laughs> the full jacket stone. and the cowboy hat and the chaps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I, I really like coffee mugs. I, I was thinking, I want Rip's jacket, that black jacket that he's got. Has a little, yeah. Dude, uh, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Costner, so he's, got, he's wearing like kind of the. The older guy vests, you know, the fleece Yellowstone vest. Like, they got yeah. a lot of fucking merchandise. I, I don't even see a gift shop on Yellowstone. So he must give that shit out. He doesn't make his cowboys pay for it either. You know, like some places you go and work and like, you got to buy your uniform. I think he gives it out. It was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy. All right. Uh, let's finish this up. Brandon. One question with Brandon. See, I'm feeling so much better. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what's your question, buddy? All right, so let's just say all your bills are paid for and you get three meals a day. You're allotted $100 a month. What do you spend it on? Let's say all of your bills are paid. You get three meals meals a day. So that's yeah. not that's that's not part of the $100. Nope. All right. 
um, and you have a hundred dollars a month, a month to spend on like entertainment, or you want to buy, you know, a flute. No, I, I get it. Okay, Nate, would you like to go first? <laughs> Anything, or are we trying to keep it a certain number of items? Uh, I mean, you know, what would you buy the first month? I mean, it just totals up to a hundred. I mean, you might have a game plan of, you know, buy something this month, this the next month. I'd probably, I'd probably buy beer and a Netflix subscription. So I have stuff to watch mm. and wait, so is my gas covered? Yeah. Yeah. Gas covered. Okay. <laughs> you don't even have a car. R- rules are changing. Okay. Well, the, I buy, I buy a bike then. The, the question, <laughs> the, it should have been like, you're, st- you're, you're stuck on a desert Island or you have a month left to live and you have a hundred dollars to spend on one thing. What would it be? That should have been the question. Okay, would you like to answer that question? Yeah, I would. It's kind of like a last thing that you would do before you die and you only have $100. I would probably, and I wouldn't tell anybody about this, but I would probably buy a handicapped prostitute (laughs) for a night. See, my thought process was a whole lot different on this. I was like, all right, maybe the first month I buy a How to Play the Flute book. That's the first month, and I'm just studying the whole month on how to play the flute. Then the next month, I get my flute, and then I can start playing it and become the world's greatest flutician. Isn't that book called How Do I Blow August Tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Flutician? (laughs) You're not a doctor. Isn't that a flautist? (laughs) (laughs) What what is a person that plays the flute? I think it's a flautist. Oh. I thought it was a flower person. I thought it was a Hummer. Guy. No, that's a florist. <laughs> a fl- I believe a it's a flautist. <laughs> I'm a florist. <laughs> Excuse me, Guitar Center. I'm a florist and I want to buy a flute. <laughs> Is there anything in here I can blow? Do you have anything in here I can buy for $100 that I can wrap my lips around and go? <laughs> <laughs> Did you play the recorder in school, Brandon? Oh, yep. Got the black belt. Had to play Ode to Joy. The black oh, belt. Oh, man. What's the yeah. black belt? Yeah, Ode to right. Joy. It was like the hardest one. You got like little pieces of um, of yarn on it every time you completed a song. Hmm. I didn't or, get yarn. Did you, did you start off with hot cross buns hot like cross we buns. all Yeah, did? I think it was hot cross buns, yep. yeah. Yeah. Right. That gets your, your white belt. What is hot cross buns? I, I played that not only hot on the buns. on the flute, but also on the viola. What, what, I mean, yeah. Like you never it, heard the, about it ever again. <laughs> Yeah, the, the tune of it is to some other song also, but I can't remember what it is. Let me see I couldn't even tell it. you the tune, but it was like the easiest song. It's like uh, Smoke on the Water. You know, it's like the first yeah. song you learn on a guitar. Everybody everybody learns Hot Cross Buns, but you never hear the history of it, like where it came from, and nobody ever talks about it after third grade. <laughs> ever again. Yeah. And is Mr. Miyagi teaching you the flute there, uh, Brandon? Because what, what do you have, black belts and white belts? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's just what they gave us. I don't know. I guess I guess uh, maybe it wasn't belts. Maybe it was, I mean, it was just pieces of string that was color-coded, and white was at the bottom and black was at the top, so I figured that was karate coding. Huh. That's how, how they code you in karate, right? Yeah. How did you get belts out of a piece of yarn? Oh, I mean, they were just wrapped around. They were like a belt for the recorder. You know, you tie Nate, them around the recorder. Nate's Mexico moment was sponsored. Uh, I'm hoping sooner or later, better with fuck will get sponsored. I know it's a hard sell. I'm trying to get this sponsored, but if you keep asking dumb shit like this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to ever get it sponsored. These are like critical thinking questions, also though. <laughs> 
$100. What do I do with it? For who? Somebody that's brain dead in a fucking coma? (laughs) (laughs) Critical thinking for the dumb. (laughs) All right. Um, No, I don't know. hundred bucks. Knowing me, I'd probably save it, to be honest with you. Save it until when? Until I have $1,000. So 10 months. Yeah. Well, then actually, buy. or never buy it. I don't know if it, if like I, if it's only a hundred bucks, you know, it's all depends on, you know, cost of like what you do. Like, like I would save it. I'm a big saver guy. So like, I just, I just stockpile my money. Well, what if you bought a hundred dollars worth of candy and they just sold it on the street for a little more? Yeah. I don't know if I want to go into that business, but uh, <laughs> I see, I understand what you're saying, What I would have, well, see, I would, I'd want to get to a certain point where I'd need more than a hundred dollars so I'd save it up and get, you know, $2,000 or $1,200, save it up over a year in order to purchase said investment in order to make $10,000. That's what And I that would, would be what? Uh, MyCourtCaddy.com, of course. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably buy a bunch of home automation automation devices like, uh, like Alexa stuff. Because I had that, my whole house was fitted with it in Georgia and for four years. And I, I, it's hard going back. I got to turn off light switches manually and, and turn on my fan and the TV with a remote. I feel like a caveman. All my shit's falling apart, and I don't know how to reset it since you're not here. Like my studio light, it, I, I tell that bitch to turn it on, and she doesn't listen to me. Um, my Christmas tree, I, I set it up, but it stopped listening to me. Um, my floodlights don't listen to me anymore, uh, and, and I don't know how to repress. And it just gets out of control. You know, where it's it's just so much stuff, and you're like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm just done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so done with it. All right, guys, let's uh, finish this up. For uh, those of you that uh, subscribe, thank you so much. 2022 hopefully will be a very exciting year for us and you, you know, on the show. Um, I say this every single time. We can't do it without you. We'll continue to push out content. We'll continue to put out shows. Uh, we'll continue to work as hard as we possibly can to keep you entertained. I saw a post the other day on the two peers, uh, Facebook page of a truck driver that uh, just subscribed, um, went to jasonbailey.com. Our new website will be up here soon, but, uh, jasonbailey.com and, um, subscribed and he, he like has hit like 30 or 40 shows that he was binge listening to. And he said it kept him entertained the entire time. Like that meant the world to me, man. I was like, that's so cool. Like, thank you for that. I, like, that that stuff, when I read that stuff, I, I really, really appreciate it. Like, I just know that this work is not going to waste. Like, radio shows, I always felt like when I was done, good or bad, it was a waste. It just didn't exist ever again because people don't look and think of radio shows as podcasts. You know, when you post the podcast of the show, um, then... Uh, it's not really a podcast. It's the it's a it's a it's a it's a recording of the radio show, right? A podcast mm-hmm. should be something different, in my opinion. I just never got involved in it because I didn't want to do any extra work because I just done four hours of content, which is too much content. You don't need to do four hours of content. It's yeah. too much. You know, you just accumulate a bunch of good content in shorter spurts, and radio will catch on eventually. I think. You know, which will be bad for radio personalities because they'll get paid less. But that's just how it'll be. Anyway, yeah. all right. You guys got anything? You want to leave it there? Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. Happy Monday. Happy New Year. <laughs>
Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please subscribe, share, and support. JasonBailey.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here. Everybody seems to be loving the new BS Better Than Radio t-shirts as we roll those out. Well, the Better Than Radio logo on the front was done by my buddy Ryan Bennett at Create Graphics. He does all my stuff, always has. Uh, he's great. Like the Mike Corcetti stuff, he did it all. Uh, he helps out my wife with her real estate stuff. Uh, but uh, it's not just the apparel side of things. Ryan and Creek Graphics, uh, they're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, graphic installation. We're talking vehicle wraps. Amazing jobs with these vehicle wraps. Corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and, of course, uh, the apparel. So if you're looking to take your brand to the next level, in which we are, and I know Ryan can help us do that, uh, that's why I use him, and you should too, uh, for any of those things that I just talked about. Superior quality products, excellent customer service. He's always picking up the phone, and you guys know me. One strike, and you're out the door with customer service. Friend or not, uh, but I've never had that issue with Ryan and Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net, serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. So if you're listening out of state to the BS, don't worry about it. CreateGraphics.net, 770-369-9962.